I'm a superstitious man. Hey, I'm not superstitious, but we all had a winning week last week, so we're going to keep it rolling. And you know, I'm going to keep this promotion short, 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 short. Okay, free $1,000 cash college basketball contest. Beat Goodfella, Fezzik's nemesis, Goodfella, <laughs> who always seems to like sneaking right above him. It's like right now Fez is last season up 24 units in the NBA. That was as good as anyone on the unit count, low volume. McKenzie had the best, if you look at the season, and then you add in last season, uh, like 57%. Now, you started, did you go 4-0, you said, on Saturday? On Friday, yeah. Jeez. He, he texts me, he goes, I haven't looked at any, any electronic device for 24 hours. I was so scared. I had four picks. I didn't want to go, in, and he ends up 4-0. Uh-huh. And I said, McKenzie, imagine if you went 0-4, what would your two-year record be? He goes, 57 point, what was it for the 4-0 versus? It was like a half percentage point swing from 57 to 56 and a half. I don't even like think it was that. So this is what he said. He goes, if 4-0, 56.9. If 0-4, 56.1. Yeah, that's actually kind of big. Now you think about it, it was right for you to be nervous. <laughs> know, right? <laughs> <laughs> but maybe 4 pick. But listen, the guy's hot. I mean, you could say the first year's a fluke. I don't even think you can say the second year's a fluke. You could say half of the second year's a fluke. All right? So Mackenzie Strong, Fezzik. He's rubbing off on me, too. How so? 4-0 in the NBA this season. Damn. Fez, you better keep rolling. 1-2 and two in the NBA. Well, you're not hanging out with Mackenzie every morning on SOV. That's a good point. Now, Goodfellow says, that's cute. Up 51 units in college. Bang. He says, Fez, you, you can be second if you want to be. Now, listen, over the long term, I think Fez has him by a smidge, and I mean a smidge. But this good fella doesn't do media. He just does winners. And Andre Gomes from Portugal, at least that's, I think, for tax reasons. <laughs> He's in Port. I'm not sure. He was up 50 units, exactly, 50.00. And Griffin Warner, 36. And like we said, we got Fezzik. We got McKenzie. Now we got AJ in the NBA rolling. And Nover, Nover was up 20, almost 22 units. Now, Scott, the baseball season's over, mm-hmm. but you finished the baseball. I don't want you to feel left out. Well, postseason. Finished the postseason with a 22-9 and record plus 23.31 units. A lot of winning going on In the here. month of October. A lot of winning. Okay, so back to Goodfellow. He set the bar last year. So you have a chance to double your victory if you do uh, win the contest. So 500 in cash if you win the contest. It doesn't matter how good or how bad it is. But if you do better than Goodfella and win it, you get another 500. Bonus, boom, that's 1,000. There's other prizes. There's 150 pick minimum and a 700 pick max. You can do sides and totals, high volume, go at it, and it's free. Free. That's 1,000 cash, free, pregame.com. Go to contests. There you go. Now, we mentioned Goodfellow. We mentioned Fez. We mentioned Gomes. We mentioned McKenzie. AJ mentioned himself. Thank you. <laughs> you can get all of them right now. CBB starting up. When CBB start? Next week. I mean, I bet you're loving that. Is it Monday night? Is yeah. November? Yeah. Yeah, I don't have anything Big else. Car, I don't have anything else to car. handicap right now. Exactly. <laughs> this is like the, the one month where it all happens, yeah. I guess, right? So... You can get 
an early bird basketball season all access. That's college and pro, okay, for $777, 777, lucky sevens. That's a significant discount from the normal rate, which is $875. So almost 100 bucks straight off, and it's only using the coupon code DREAM, D-R-E-A-M, DREAM, 777. You get picks from now through mother effing June. What's, what, what did Gecko say? You've got the order. Go. How's it go? Don't oh, F I it should, up. I should know. I think it's, that's what he says, right? Don't F it up. You want to do a quick gecko to take us out? Or do you want to say blue horseshoe? If you want a friend, get a dog. <laughs> yeah, I mean, how do we top that? Dream, D-R-E-A-M. You go to pregame.com, hit buy picks, go, go, go. You, you can live the dream in a way. Live it. On to the show. Apparently, everyone had a winning week, but it didn't feel right to me. I can't lie. We got A.J. Hoffman at, let me think about this, noon 3, at 4.30. 4.30 on the clock. We got Fez sitting there at 2.45. Two-time Super Contest champion. At, let me think about this, 10.30, Scott Seidenberg. In a different locale, but really just behind the glass, we got Mackenzie Rivers. I'm R.J. Bell. You know, guys, I think we get right to the action. Usually I start off some story. We did that beforehand. Everyone missed it. You, oh, what a story. See, then when you hear, just think, sometimes you're hearing the stories and you're thinking, hmm, do we really need to hear Fez talk about his high school struggles with women, with girls? Well, maybe. But then if you didn't hear it, wouldn't you wish you could put your ear up to the keyhole, maybe look, listen. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> AJ, what is your record right now? Because I gotta make a decision. A halfway mark. What's your record? 25, 14, and 1, plus 24 units on the 54321. And what's Faz's record? Uh 1622 and or 1621 and 3. Ooh. Okay. So Fez, you know, we we him like we see him. I, if I'm cold, you're cold. When you're winning, we go through the roof. Now, you're winning your, your uh, premium selection. 60% I mean, NFL and college football, both. So, I mean, sometimes you're going to win here and not there. Sometimes you're going to win there and not here. Sometimes you're going to win both. Rarely you're going to lose both. And people might say, well, what's the difference? Well, the difference is, what do we know on Wednesday? You do release, we tape this Wednesday night. You, five sides? We've made five well, sides in the that. NFL. I know, now three sides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, um, but here's what's interesting. Sometimes you'll release something early in the week that's gone by Wednesday. Sometimes you release things on Sunday morning you couldn't even contemplate on Wednesday. And then you got new so, information. New, everything yeah. changed. I just gave out two NFL totals. They're already moving. Yeah. You know, so I mean He said, hey, when he when he sets the line of moving, it moves. Is it a moving or moving? T- what does Dylan say? They're a changing. They're a changing. Time, times they are a changing? Yes. You know, here's what I think, and I'm just saying it like this. Ace Rothstein was a hell of a handicapper. I can tell you that. I was so good that whenever I bet, I could change the odds for every bookmaker in the country. Damn, Faz. That's, that's a lot of bragging from you. But that's fine. That's fine. But here's what's interesting. We have a friend of the show, and what they do is they actually, like, tran- they don't transcribe the podcast, but they take notes, and they put them up, 
Eric Glazer. Yes, yes. Nice guy. Great guy. Yeah. But apparently last week he, he texted Fez. I can't remember was it text, what it was. Yeah. And you said, um, he said, yeah, RJ was getting on you really bad. But you know something? We uh, follow like 20 different podcasts or more than a few. And he goes in last, or was it last year, right? Last year yes. you had the second best record of anyone that gave picks out publicly in all these podcasts. Who had the best? I don't know. You know that's interesting. He he didn't say it. it but probably was oh, who, had the, who had the best relevant. on this show last year? It's well, it wasn't just it wasn't just our show. But the point is, if, if I was second best and you've been doing much better than me, you have to by definition. Well, I be guess best. so. But I you will think follow he up you with think Eric. He would have mentioned that. He but, might not like. He might not like. Might not like me. Yeah. But maybe he doesn't. Maybe he doesn't rate as like. A, maybe he's like a, a guest or something. But he's like you're documented sixty two percent Fez past two years. So. All right. But here's All the right. question though. What I said to that response was because it was kind of like he was saying Team Fez, like RJ's too hard on him, and you—that's why you sent it to me to kind of represent that, right? And my response to you was, "Yeah, when you were doing that, we talked about that. Now we're talking about this. We talk about it regardless." Sixteen, twenty-one, and three—that's that's, that's the record this that's year. That's why. And you know something? I told you too. I said, "And you know something? You're on a little bit of a cold streak here with this, and all of a sudden you're getting sympathy." Like, mm-hmm. isn't that my job? Bad cop. <laughs> Bad cop. All right. What's my record? 21 and 19. So I'm winning. You were winning. Even if I was laying 110. Yep. Wow. You're plus four units on our, our scale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the way I like it. Scott, what's Scott's record? 21, 16, and three. How's his uh, best bet? Uh, I finally got one last week. <laughs> He's on the board. Finally got one. That. He and Fez are both on the board with best bets. <laughs> All right. Do they have the same one? Yeah. Uh, it was yeah. Other man. They had the same you know bet. What? You know what mine easy was last winner. week? It was the Jets. It was an easy <laughs> winner, obviously. Obviously. Never in doubt. Let's be honest. Because they don't know the Muggum play. If, 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 if the Giants knew the Muggle play, we wouldn't have won. <laughs> and McKen- how's McKenzie been running? McKenzie is four and three, plus five units, though. That's winning. That's winning. Let's get straight to it. Now, un- all right, Fez, here's the thing. Here's what I'm going to do. I want you to win three straight best bets. I want you to. Oh, you're really going to want me to win this week. All right. Now, here's the – uh-oh. <laughs> here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you until you lose honored position. I'm going to renege on AJ. I told AJ, once it's the halfway mark, if you're still beating – if Fez isn't 500 is what I said. We're not at the halfway mark yet. Mm. No, we are not. All right. But I was going to give you even better, as I was going to say, if you can win this best bet, we're going to delay it, the transfer. And if you win again, we delay. And if you win a third one, it's over. You, you lost. So we're going to give him a chance to go three in a row, or AJ's going to lead off at least one show. That would be a big day for you. It seems unnecessary, because I'm third in the order now. Yeah. It feels like if, if Fez falls back in the lineup, you should move to the leadoff spot. No, 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 no. If I had a better record than you, this is a meritocracy here. Okay. This is how we roll. And you know what? I think Fez, I'll be candid. I think Fez is handicapping better today than he ever has. And if you actually look at all the things he puts out, he's killing it. We're up 147 units yeah. since the start of 2022. That's 100 units 2022, 47 units this year, and I have every expectation the number's just going to keep going up. Well, that's what history says. Eight out of ten oh, years winning. I won tonight. 100, uh, 140. There we go. Now, so here's the thing, though. One day, Fez is going to be older. When I get old, losing my hair many years from now. 
do 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 do. Yeah. So <laughs> I sing very softly. That yeah. works. He will be less. His acumen will be lessened. It happens to everyone, right? Einstein. He'll be. He'll have a t- place at the table. But you think he's always going to sit first? Will he always be the king? Sometimes there's a, sometimes, a lot of people try to take a shot at the king. They haven't done it, right? They, they've missed and, you It's know. like the WWF when, like, Harley Race, the king, came uh-huh. in there and they tried to give him the king, but they realized, hey, we're going to give Macho Man the crown because it's Harley, Harley's old. It's yeah. At some point it happens. And you know what? <laughs> he's going to appreciate it because he's going to know I was riding high because of merit. And, and you know what? If you're number two or number three, that's still mighty good. Oh, yeah. So we don't, listen, we'll be nice about it. And if somehow someone's better than me, if someone tells better stories about pizza or something, then, or. Scott tells good pizza stories. Yeah. Well, he worked an, in a pizzeria. He's an, he didn't work there. He's an owner. Oh. He has equity. This rebellion pizza is really good. Really Rebellion good. or rebel? Rebellion. I, I believe it's rebellion in wow. Vegas. Yeah. Where's it at? Henderson. Anthem. Anthem Village, okay. all the way up east. I don't go where the yuppies are, though. Yeah, it's, oh, it's way up there. <laughs> all right, Fez, we're starting with you. But again, if somehow someone tells better stories than me, then I get to retire. I can't wait. Well, I don't want to retire, but I want a little rest. I can't lie. But here I until that happens, and let's be candid, unlikely. <laughs> Fez, first. Okay, so there's a theme this week. RJ is always like, Fez, you like to follow the sharp money, the, the market's moving, you like to get on that. So we are fading the market on a couple picks here. Ooh. I am going with the New England Patriots. Uh-oh. Uh, excuse me, correction. Correction. <laughs> I'm going against the New England Patriot move. I am on the Washington football no, hold, team. Hold on a second. Did he have that before I sent it to you? He did. Yeah. Are you sure? Yep. All right, I believe. In fact... We all have this. This is a quadruple-like. It's a five-weight for you. It's a five-weight for Fezzik. It's a four-weight for AJ. And a three-weight for me. AJ, how do you decide which of our picks to copy and when? I mean, like, maybe we need to figure out how he's handicapping us, Fez. What you guys got to figure out is how the heck this line got to three and a half. I, I don't understand it. So I almost have to make this my best bet, and here's why. The line on Monday was two and a half. New England was laying two and a half. And I I was like, yeah, that's right. I've got these teams one point apart. But you don't understand why the line moved? I am having— I You don't, saw the trading deadline, right? The yeah, I saw the trading deadline when when Washington jettisoned their you know their their stud defender, sure, two two, def- yeah, two yeah. D linemen. So people are looking at this like it's it's a fire sale. Mm-hmm. I mean, the thought was there was one that was going to get sent either yes. you know and sending both. Made it seem like wow they're giving up on the year. I don't think that's the I don't think that's the right conclusion, but I do think that's the perception. I think that's the perception. And you've now that you've spoken about it doesn't really matter what the organization's doing. The players all play hard. That's the bottom line each and every week. And I tell you this: as much as this could hurt Washington, this New England cluster injuries on from their wide receivers, born their number one receiver being out for the year. Uh, you know that's a big deal as well. Mm-hmm. And who is New England? New England's no good. You know, if you look in terms of just numerics, I mean, New England's one point better than Washington. I can't. At most, I could say they're two points better, and that would be a beyond a leap of faith. I could see it getting to three, but three and a half. Are, I mean, New England can't score. New England has no offense. Washington has a has a solid offense. All right, so let's agree. What's the total in this game? Total. I have that all. One second. Forty and a half. All right, so uh, general forty-one is a key number. Generally, a low-scoring game. Um, 
we've got a situation where I believe that if they if they sent both of those linemen out of town with Young especially, I think there was probably some attitude. There was probably a little disgruntledness in Bad the locker, locker room. room. Yeah, and I, and I also think that they must believe they have young players that are going to be able to step up and now chomping at the bit for the opportunity. So, and oftentimes when your big-name players leave, the very best out, output is the first game after. I agree. It's almost like an injury. Everyone wants to step up. Everyone wants to slide into that role that could. So I think, one, this doesn't mean anything about trying to win. And, two, I don't think the practical effect is all that significant on the field. The D wasn't that good anyway for Washington. So I don't know how it could get much worse. That's a good, that's a good point. And Washington, here's a team that just the, the, the breaks haven't gone their way. They played Philly equal. In both their games, mm-hmm. they lost two close games. They uh, played a bad game against the Giants, but they were right there in that game where they could have won, but they didn't. They should have. And that's right around when the Giants almost beat Buffalo. I mean, the Giants are playing better. Yeah. I mean, so, until the injury. So, I mean, the bomb, I'm not even confident New England's better, and now they're laying three and a half. And I get it. People are listening to the pot like, oh, Fezzik, don't, don't you know that this this guy and that guy and all these sharp, sharp money is, is all over New England? No. Incorrect. They're, they're on New England minus two and a half. I'm not taking Washington plus two and a half. I'm taking them plus three and a half. And 10% of the time, approximately. New England will win this game by exactly three. So absolutely, give me Washington plus three and a half. So there's one point here that this game trumps, or doesn't trump it, but it it supersedes it. But it's an important point, is if someone lays, Fez is right, whatever the prior number was, was the last bet in theory that was sharp, if there's a sharp move. So two and a half became three, and then people said, you know what? At three, I'm still willing to bet it. And they bet it up to three and a half. Okay. Now, so the last sharp bet was on New England three. But you could make the case the sharper money is going to be, in fact, you don't make the case. It's objectively true. The sharper money is going to be the two and a half. Now, the difference between two and a half and three and a half is about 20 cents. Yes. Right? Well, it's 20 cents on the three, then 20 cents on the three and a half. So there's been a 40 cent move. Minus two and a half and plus three and a half can both be profitable. And in fact, both are if the line should be three. Right. So like the minus two and a half, let's say that's a really rock solid. We rarely see this. Mm-hmm. Let's say that's a rock solid 57% bet. Okay. I mean, that's a really good mm-hmm. bet to get on an NFL side, right? With some good oh, volume. It's, it's even impossible in theory, oh, okay. over the long run. Right. So if that, so, but what, you know what? Let's say it's a 57% bet. Let's assume okay. the market just blew it. All right. All right. Great. Now it's a 47% bet. Okay, because ten percent of the time, that's you cannot argue with that. Ten percent, so even if it's even if it's fifty-seven to two and a half, we're sitting above break-even at fifty-three percent at three and a half. That's right. All right, that's exactly what this. Now, that isn't the case if it's moving on information, meaning if a quarterback gets hurt or the weather gets really bad, all of a sudden now the assumptions of the game changes. Yes, and for, so if, if, if the Kirk Cousin injury, for instance, hadn't happened until Monday, and he was yes. just at practice, and he goes down, well, boom. You know, that's, the I mean, move's worth, happening for reasons other than... worth five points, yeah. yeah. So you could make the case the Washington action or the Washington move with their roster is information. I don't believe it's... If anything, it might be... Anything it might be worth five or seven cents. It's not, you know, so I think we're still sitting rock solid. Now, here's the other side of it if a line goes from six to seven, let's say, okay, so that's gonna be what about 15 cents, maybe, maybe 16 cents. Uh, yeah, yeah, all right. So now all of a sudden, maybe even a little more. 
like a seven cents on the six and, and eleven cents on the seven. All right, let's call right. it eighteen. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Now let's say you're paying one playing one ten each way. There's no way that the minus six and the plus seven can both be profitable. They can't both be. One might be. They both might be not profitable by a sliver. Right. You might. I mean, it's like you basically bet it 100 times and you lose a penny. Yeah. Type yeah. of thing. Yeah. But but so sometimes when there's a move that isn't big enough to bet back, you either are saying the original movers were wrong and they're so wrong. They're willing to lay minus 110 Hit fifty-two point. It's a great point, right? Yeah, but in this case, I, they they could even no, be no, right. But, but, but let's yeah. but, but let's stick to this case. Oftentimes, a move makes a game unplayable, in my opinion, because what ends up happening is you can't get the original number anymore, which you would like. But you can't if you play a second number. You know, long term, that's a big problem. So you can't lay the same number that's a worse number. And if you bet it back, you got to be saying. I contradict you. You're wrong, wise guys. I'm right. Those None of those are appealing. Few and far between in most cases. But on these key numbers, much more common that you'll see a line go from a, if two and a half to a three and a half or a six and a half to a seven and a half, for instance. So the question to ask yourself is, if the original bet is good, if they're going to win some money on that, can I win money with my bet? Yes. And it oftentimes- better be a profitable middle because you know yeah. the guys who got at it to begin with, are more than likely got the better of it. Yep. Yes. And, and probably they don't have a 60% bet. They probably don't have a 58% bet. It's probably like a 55% type yeah. bet. Yeah, and, and to me, the 20 cents is what you want to, you know, is 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 what you want to, the move has to be more than 20, I think, for the buyback to make sense. Oh, mathematically, it has to be. Yes. All right. That's interesting. I could just, I should just go home, I think. I like the 20 cents. <laughs> that's, that, that, I mean, spot on. All but, right. So, um... Uh, who who had the four, you had a four I had a four weight on. All right, jump in. Uh, yeah, you mentioned that the Commanders were bad on defense anyway. They were 26th in DVOA, 30th against the pass, mm-hmm. and sixth against the run. So this mm-hmm. is another game where you're saying Mac Jones has to beat me, and Mac Jones, who lost Kendrick Bourne, he was the only player on New England that had at least 250 receiving yards this year. Think about where we're at in the season. They had one player with more than 250 receiving yards. Of their nine receiving touchdowns, he had four of them. Hmm. He is gone now. They have one wide receiver touchdown on the entire season that was from someone other than Kendrick Bourne. This offense that was already miserable just gets worse. I I don't think that Chase Young and Sweat were impact guys at this point. Uh, Well, I mean... I think they're both impact guys, but it, it, D linemen are a modest. I mean, Young in his career, maybe not. At different times, his rookie year, he was good. But this year, he's had a pretty good year by yeah. all accounts. And Sweat is generally one of the better young linemen out there. But it's, it's you know, I don't think it moves the needle all that much, especially this first game where there's the emotional step-up effect. And if these up. guys, I, I agree with that. And if these guys were playing so great, how come Washington keeps giving up 28 That's points a game? That's my question. I agree. How good Something's can they be broken. If, they're, if, they're, if it's still such a bad defense? And I don't trust Sam Howell, but at least the commanders are putting up some points and they've got some weapons on the offensive side. The Pats don't even have that. So I, I think the dog's a strong player. I, I actually disagree with Fez that the Patriots are better than the Commanders. I, I think they're they're Ooh. probably even. Yeah. Well, well, one I, point. That's the it. thing is Belichick against inexperienced quarterbacks, right? So we can say rookie, yeah. but he's not a rookie. But mm-hmm. really, he's effectively a rookie. That's a factor. I've got something to speak to um, how, but let me wait. I'll go last. Uh, 
Scott, what do you got? Yeah, this was a three-weight for me. Our five-metric average has Washington 1.4 better than New England. So if we give the 1.5 for home field, we're talking about an even spread here, and now we're getting north of a field goal with a team that we have a point and a half better on a neutral. It seems like a gift here getting north of that field goal. I think maybe I'd feel a little differently about this game if it was two and a half, if it was three. The three and a half was the big selling point for me, getting the Patriots, uh, getting the commanders here north of the field goal. That was the major selling point for me here. Well, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Um, also, looking at the the current market, there's no flat three and a halves anymore. No flat three. No, no minus one tens on it's plus three, three point, and a half. It's three point three eight. Would you say this line is? So there's been a little buyback, is what you're saying? Yeah, there, okay. like there's so minus one fifteen to contest value, is what you're yes. saying? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, so let's take a look here. So we got the EPA. Now, I'm just trying to get a feel. We're saying, well, how, who's better? Yes. Uh, Washington, they've got uh, a little below average. New England, the, the, the one, yeah, they're very similar. The one thing that recommends, well, actually, New England's worse, clearly. The one thing that recommends New England is their strength of schedule is really, really mm-hmm. strong, right? So to some degree, you got to ask yourself how important that is. But they've actually played the best offenses uh, in the league. Like, no team has played better offenses, and they've played way above average defenses. So they've got probably, you know, in some perspectives, the the most difficult strength of schedule, which is going to depress a team's results by definition. Let's take a gander at the, um, since this is such a big bet, we'll go a little deeper into this game. Let's take a gander at the uh, series of downs conversions. All right, so we have New England, uh, they're actually, if we look at the offense, New England is tw- uh, 29th. All right, so the bottom teams in the league are at 28th, the Browns, Patriots, Steelers, Giants, Jets. Two worst teams in New York offensively. Okay. Um, and it, Washington is way up there. Uh, let me see how many slots better. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. About 10 slots better. Okay, on defense, now this is surprising. Defense is right around 18th for Washington. So not as bad as we thought, but okay. Right around league average, a little below. And then New England is actually above league average by about one percentage point. So if you look at the conversion rate on series of downs, the defense for New England is 69% and Washington is 71%. So it's a 2% difference. Well, let's let's get some relative idea of how big two percent is. The Browns are at fifty-seven, the Jets are at sixty-five. That's one and two. There's eight points mm. of difference, but that's huge. And then in general, there's about two. Every three teams, there's about two slots. So there's a big clump in the middle that makes it look like New England and Washington is significantly different. But in truth, it's two percentage points. Yeah. Right. Um, so I I would make the case this is saying these are even teams. I mean, obviously, there's a Belichick factor, right? And I don't think I've bet against Belichick for about three years. One last, or I guess two last points. How, and this came from PFF's um, forecast pod. They said something very interesting. The last two weeks, how sacks have gone way down. And what happened is they've been holding more people back in protection, right? And they've been having less route runners, and Howe has such a good arm, they think, as long as he's got a nice pocket, he's going to get it in there. And he's got McLaurin to throw to. You know, he's got a weapon. Yeah. And, and Jahan Dotson. 
And if yeah. you actually look at the percentage of targets they're getting, it's going way up because there's less people in. Mm. So I think with New England, it's going to do something clever on defense, but they don't have the horses anymore, it seems, to really cause them trouble. But I do think Howe's performance in the last couple of weeks is indicative of a schematic change, hmm. which I think is a good thing. And, uh, in fact, I feel certain it's been a good thing. The question is, will it be? Then, finally, let's look at New England's schedule, all right? New England's schedule has been relentless almost. Even a game like the Jets, it it was like, you better win this one because you haven't won. What's been their break? You know, McKenzie, maybe throw their schedule up for me. I would make the case they've hardly had a break. If if so, they've had one. Um, So they play the Eagles. They play the Dolphins. They play the Jets. Then they go to Dallas to play. Then they have a home game against the Saints, and you think maybe take a breath. Well, maybe they did because they get crushed in that game. <laughs> mm-hmm. Then they go out on the you know all the way across the country, revenge not revenge, but like a a, a contentious matchup with a former OC. Oh, with a big, the Raiders, a big revenge game because of the the way they lost into yeah. the latter. Oh, the last year, year before. Okay, yeah. that's fair. And then the Bills, then the Dolphins. Mm. So, like, if there's ever a time, I mean, if you look at this schedule, there's zero doubt that the breath is coming with Washington. Well, when you only have two wins, you don't think you should take a breath, but you're still human. So I think this could be a flat spot. Do you think that also the fact that they play in Germany next week affects things? I, I'll be candid. I didn't know that. But yes. I mean, w- well, what did we see this week? <laughs> right? We we saw um, uh, Kansas City look play, horrible. Play their one bad mm-hmm. game of the year. Yeah. yeah. I mean, maybe, they, they, maybe, they, maybe Casey was thinking ahead to the Germany trip. I think so. Mm-hmm. I think so. And then and Miami. The I can't Miami was capable. They, they beat New England. They played New England. Oh, so, okay. so New England couldn't yeah. even beat the team that was distracted going to Germany. <laughs> but you would, make, yeah. But you would make the case that it certainly wasn't a dominating performance. No. I mean, no. they, it was a close. It was a fifty-fifty cover. I think. Not I, to think win. I think we look at Andy Reid more closely related to Bill Belichick, as you know, maybe Mike McDaniel doesn't care about mm. you know, the, like like. Andy Reid might be like Bill Belichick, old school mentality of thinking ahead, prepping for the next oh. game. Mike McDaniel. By, by the way, we got to play after they win. We got we got to play go to Germany tomorrow. Mike McDaniel's probably like, oh man, we got to go to Paris. Well, they're they're actually my understanding. We'll talk about that game, I'm sure. But um, they're there. Yeah, the, my understanding. Kansas City went early. Oh, I'm no. sorry, Miami went early, and Kansas City didn't. Yeah, okay. yes. mine too. All right. Okay, good stuff, uh, McKenzie. Any opinion on this one? Uh, I don't have an opinion, but we do have Diamond Dave Esler coming in on Wait, the other side. You mean Uncle Dave Esler? Diamond Uncle Dave Esler, indeed. And Diamond Dave, right? He goes by both. So it's like someone being called um, Fats and Slim. Like an uncle and a, di- a guy named Diamond Jim. Like if someone, remember on The Sopranos when um, at one point, they, remember they did the Scatini bust out? Uh, where they had the, um, the the sporting goods store that they were sell- everyone had. Like, oh yeah, yeah. The- Ramsey Outdoor. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but but the owner was Dave. Like Sk- oh, his name was like Skatizi or something. And then they go. Um, and then at one point, uh, Richie April goes. He goes. Well, why don't you pay me first, Diamond Jim? Like. <laughs> 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 Let's listen to Uncle Dave slash Diamond Dave. I don't profess to be any smarter than an NFL head coach. I would like to thank the Giants coaching staff for the Jets win here last week. And almost at the midway point, we've cashed a double documented 75% of our dream pod bets. And those bets are not bets with low limits or volatile numbers like props. Those are fun, but not bets most can live with or have access to, nor should they carry the same tout unit weight. But I digress. This week, I am betting the New England money line. Full disclosure, I bet this before 
Sweat and Young were shipped out at minus 140, but even at minus 170, I love this. Wait, what? All those New England wide receiver injuries to a core that wasn't good to start? Yes, by low brothers, we know what Belichick can do against a young quarterback, with or without Juden and Gonzalez. It's a Washington quarterback that's been sacked on almost 12% of his dropbacks, and it's a Patriots team that's played by far the toughest schedule to date, to date against the commander's schedule that ranks near the bottom, depending on where you look. Look, it's a commander's defense that's 30th in yards per pass allowed. That might be enough to convince Julian Edelman to come out of retirement. It's a Patriot defense that's 8th in yards per play allowed versus a Washington defense that's 29th. Yup, Washington played the Eagles tough. It was a division game, second time they've done that this season. Kudos to the commanders. It's also a Washington team that gave up 40 to the Bears and lost to the Giants. New England had that brutal two-week stretch against Dallas and New Orleans. Then they beat the Bills. They'll beat the Commanders. We'll be 7-2 with Dream Pod bets come Sunday night. The Patriots are clearly the right side. New England, minus 170. Okay, I'm going to say right off, I don't like this because I don't like Diamond Dave or Uncle Dave going against me. But I, I would make the case... The money line is, in a weird way, that's a sign of weakness. I got to be you honest. You really believed in it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't even know how you could make the case. I think this is going to be a close one, but they're going to. I guess the only way you could do that is if you think the other team, if your team has an advantage in close, close games. Mahomes. Or is if it, you're betting against the Chargers, for example. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. Yeah, that's another great example. Vikings. But we'll talk about that because, because Kansas City, Miami, we got a crossfire coming up, and, and AJ's going to, I know he's going go to go with that card. Yeah, we'll All see. All right. So let's see here. Um, uh, okay. Oh, he's, he's, he's leading off with his promotion 75%. I, I tell you, Diamond Dave. Um, despite injuries, betting low on the Patriots. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Now remember now. Now we're not, but we're not betting low. We're betting high on the Patriots now because it's when it was lower, but now it's well. But but again, this one seventy is available, and, and there's like seven cents a margin at DraftKings. Yeah, but so. what was what was what the, was the, the market? market yeah, the what was looking last up. week is what I'm saying. Oh, last week. Yeah, this week. Um, to, to just to gauge. Yeah, but the theory. But the theory is so. Last week the look ahead was uh, opened at two, right? Patriots minus two. Yeah, and the All Patriots right. don't cover. So I mean, this is a this not only has the players on Washington being out or no longer available, and it meaning a ton. It has residual effects. The idea that everyone's given up, everyone's depressed. Yeah. Yes, it's. Pricing. I think that's the only way you can get to three and a half. Yeah, is like you think it's a fire sale, but that's what we thought last week with Tennessee, and it wasn't. Well, it was. Well, it didn't work. But, but it was good value. Yeah. So Levis <laughs> turned into Joe Montana. Yeah. Well. Um, and by the way, speaking of Levis, uh, remember Thursday night, Titan Steelers, we already have the pod up, which is the same game parlay. We actually, for the first time, are giving you three different ones to choose from. Two weekend getaways and one month in the Hamptons. Mm-hmm. And didn't we come close? Now, you guys hit one on Monday on Straight Monday. Out of Vegas AM. Yep. But last week, didn't we? Weren't we down just? Oh, the under the final drive. It was like, a bad beat on the final drive. We would have had a winner either yes, way. Yes, because the the Bucks had two first downs on fourth downs from penalties, mm-hmm. and then they also converted. Three, four, they also converted. Fourth, they converted converted. one fourth down on their own, but two fourth downs they converted via penalty and the two point conversion, and then the tipped two point conversion. Yeah. And on the yeah, Monday taping that. Tuesday um, yeah. overview, I was talking about my my inclination to violence because of that. <laughs> I felt very violent. All right, so we are strong on Washington Diamond. I I hope we both win. 
wouldn't you say I am exceptional about handling bad beats? And so, how often do I ever like, like, oh, I can't believe this happened or that happened? I mean, you, I if, am, if it's money, I think you're strong on it. If it's a public pick, you won't stop whining about agreed. it. Agreed. <laughs> All right. So, but what were you going to say? It's just that you didn't, com- or oh, this is one worthy of complaint? Well, yeah, I, I'm just compared to all my, the people I work with. I'm like, like people will be sending me and I'll literally, I'll say, who do you like on props tonight? As they're complaining on the Sunday night, bad beat on, on the afternoon. It's like, I just ignore them. So, so who are we betting on the game that's about to go? You it's know, white it's white noise. It's white noise. Yes. All right. You know what? I, I truly, but now Lix, I don't think most people would enjoy this. But I think if most people didn't even look at the results until they needed to to handicap the next game, which you have to, you know, I think that would make people so. Because you ever look at something like, like, think about blackjack. If you knew you had a 1% edge, let's say, as the house, someone's counting, but they're not counting well, let's say. All right. Would you sit there and, unless they were betting crazy limits that would, you know, and you wouldn't have limits like that that would cause you the risk of ruin? Would you even care just to keep, you know, the whole idea of a Theo is bet as much as possible in these propositions. And the more you bet, the more we win. If you were the casino manager, you'd go home and not worry about it. If you were the casino owner, you'd probably call in once and see how the bigger betters are doing. Yeah, but 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 you wouldn't be sitting there watching uh, the eye in the sky, watching from the eye in the sky, like sweating it. No, you shouldn't right? be. And, and it, But why do we do that? Like, like, but you I, check, you check your portfolio and stocks. Some, some people do this like, like, and end of every day. I They're check like, like every two years. Like, maybe. oh, some people, some people literally will go in and like they'll they'll say, oh, you know, how much? What's my net worth in my market? It's usually people in their late twenties that just started true. saving and they think they earned it. Like, I made seventy bucks. It's like you it's, know, it's so true. And yeah. I gotta tell you, when you get older, it's like literally you're gonna forget what your password is in your four hundred one k, and it's just you're gonna have no <laughs> then idea. Then you're like, gonna you're, forget what a four hundred one k is. You're gonna look. You're gonna look in it like once every like six months. Like it's just no oh, whatever. What is you're at four hundred and one thousand dollars? <laughs> All right, now, damn. No, that's no, that just says four hundred one k. Oh. Oh, that's pretty good, actually. I never even thought. Well, I was thinking, why 401? That's pretty good, actually. 401. So it'd be 401. Th- yeah, you did. that was good. Did you get that fast? I did. I got it. But um, remember, I used to work in retirement and pensions. Was that a, so is that a common joke? It was, it was not. But I mean, it's, <laughs> it's kind of clever. Yeah, it's very clever. It yeah. was not a joke back then. Yeah. Probably because you no invented one, it. No, why? Because back when I was, I'm old enough that 401,000 was so much you wouldn't envision most people would have that in their 401ks. And now it's kind of a normal number. Yeah. Wow. It's normal for people of advanced age, Fez. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> all right. Um, let's think. I guess the last point I would make is there's people who I consider to be sharp and they are talking about saying, well, I can't bet this team again because I lost two weeks in a row. Like, you know where I heard more of this is the Steelers last week. Everyone who'd been fading Pittsburgh all of a sudden said, hey, I give up. I give up. Tomlin's got voodoo or Tomlin's got whatever. And it's like, well, so if someone wins by hit, let's say they, they stamp pat on 16 with a neutral deck or what? I mean, I don't know much about this, but okay. No, you spot on. So yeah. Either way, you can hit yeah. or stand. If they hit, if surrender, somehow they if win. If you're allowed to surrender, yeah, but that's the, the, the right hit, play. The hit typically is the, the right play if it's a neutral deck, right? Okay. So let's say they stand because they don't want to bust and they win two in a row. Are you going to start saying, maybe we need to change those rules? Or I don't want that guy that, who stands here anymore. It'd be stupid, right? Right. Well, isn't this the same thing? It is. It is. By the way, th- again, in single deck, a three-card 16, oh. you stand. Makes mm-hmm. sense because that means the dealer just probably flipped over three little cards. Right? All right. So it counts positive even though you're not counting. You, we should do a po- just a blackjack pod and see 
like, I don't know. In podcasts, can you measure how deep into the pod they listen anymore? Or do you, because that would be an interesting stuff. We could do it on YouTube, like, because you can see yeah. there. See where people click out. All right. Next up. So who is the next pick? It's mine's. It'll be my five weight. Jeez, you've been talking a lot. Go ahead. Uh, it's the Kansas City Chiefs minus one and a half Ooh. Uh, in Germany here. Uh-oh. Fez is reaching. Fez is reaching. Oh! This is Fez's two-weight game. Oh, so this wasn't a choice. On the Dolphins. Okay. Yeah, this is... Uh, listen, I, I still think the Chiefs... I should tell you I might be going Dolphins here. That's so. all right. I, oh, okay. I think the Chiefs are the best team in the NFL. I, I know they lost last week, but these are the games that they win. It, it, Patrick Mahomes, when he is three or less or a dog, 19-6 and six ATS in his career, and the Dolphins are now 0-5 against teams with a winning record or with a losing record, or 5-0 and against teams with a losing record, 0-2 against teams with a winning record. Anytime there's a team with a pulse across the field, suddenly the Dolphins well, well, look so, that so good. So the Chargers don't have a pulse? No, the Chargers stink. Well, it's just, just wrong. What, where, mean, are the Chargers they, a below-average team? If they, Well, I mean, what do you have them in your ratings, Fez? I think 12th, Chargers, 11th, 11th. Yeah, so that's— Are above, they an average team? They're above-average you know, team. You know there's 32 teams in the NFL, yeah. right? Well, so, yeah, but like sometimes his zero is the, the 14th team the, or something. The, the Jets are like almost an average team, and the Chargers are laying three to three and a half on the road. At the Jets. So clearly the Chargers are well above, or either the Jets suck beyond belief or the Chargers are a well above average team. If we look at just the line of scrimmage odds, we've got the Chargers at 13. I mean, if you, you know, if you look at, um, let's look at one more thing. If we look at the uh, five factor here, we got Chargers at 14th. So it looks pretty, it looks pretty consistent, AJ, is above average, but not top 10. Okay. Does that seem right, Fast? Yes. All right. We'll say they have a pulse then. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And they won that game by two points, credit where it's due. When they've played good teams, the Bills, the Eagles, they've gotten smacked. Yeah, I, I think we can agree the Chiefs are one of the elite teams, no matter where you think they've fallen in the last couple of weeks. Here's the thing. When you have a sample size of two, it may be deceiving. Is it good teams or is it teams that are very physical on the offensive line? Or I, teams that are – is there something else that maybe Casey doesn't fall into that criteria? I think the teams that have really given them trouble because the the Bills, the Eagles, and the Patriots early in the season mm, – they've, they've covered twice against the Patriots, though, right? Well, the first game, their, their offense got pushed down. Teams with good defenses have been able to hold this Dolphins offense down. The second time they played the, the Patriots when they didn't have their guys on defense, number got a little little up there. But the, the good defensive so, so we teams. Think, so we think the driver is how good the defensive team yes. is. Yes. Okay. All right. And in and, and Kansas City, in this short sample of being better than average, that's, I mean, that's the contingency, right? Or the, the Kansas City better be what, the eighth best defense or your bet's a bad bet? Uh, I think, I mean, I think, sure. But I think Kansas City is a top five defense. Okay. I, I mean, I don't think it's even possible that you could become top five in that short a time. I'm saying if last year was top five and they did this year, I'd say, yeah, more of the same. But, boy, they, they were what average last year. But you year. tell me that all the time, and we made a bet on this when I was when I said yeah. the, the Bears are the worst defense in the league. You said defense isn't sticky, and you I bet agree. that they'd be a top so, 20 but, defense. But here's the thing. If defense isn't sticky, then it's not even – let's say even they've been a top five defense so far. The, well, the next game, it's not sticky either. Yeah. So now there's a difference between within a season and between seasons. And there's more stickiness in season, but it's not as sticky as you might think. You know, I've often thought if all we did was look at offense, and actually even amongst offense passing, 
like the two things that matter statistically are passing and, and, defe- and well and defending the pass. Yes. So it's kind of interesting. Maybe all the other stuff is white noise and we overemphasize it. Fez, why don't you start making your case and we'll go back and forth? Yeah, so I think it's a terrible spot for Kansas City. So Casey goes flies west to altitude to Denver. We spoke about this on the Monday pod, yeah. RJ and I, and they now have to go all the way back to Kansas City going to hang out for a few days, and then they're going to fly, I guess, over Iceland. So they, they, they are going over the North Pole? No, I don't know. Oh. I just made that up. <laughs> they're going a long That's way to, to Frankfurt, Germany. I mean, obviously, they're going to go the northern route on the flight, but um, they're not going to be acclimated as much, and this is about as long a road trip as Kansas State's ever going to have. We saw that. RJ, you always bring up Seattle in Germany, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That, that, you know, that, that was a longer road trip, but here— they weren't far from Seattle being in Denver the week before, and Miami's going to be there all week long. Advantage, Miami. Um, Miami was home the um, the week before they had to go to Germany. I think there's a lot of negatives associated with this. And power rating-wise, you know, I only have these two teams one point apart. So I don't see how on a neutral in a bad spot, Casey can be laying more than one. All right, I'm ready to press the button. I'm going to give AJ one chance to talk me out of it. I mean, just the fact that he said he's got these teams one point apart. Mm-hmm. Is insane. I think Miami might be better. Based on what? What hey, what whoa, win did Miami whoa, have? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Are you trying to hurt my ear? What win has Miami had that make you makes you go, yeah, what? they're, they're better than the defending Super Bowl champion. Well, every but, every so win. This is all, every one of them. So hold on a second. Okay. Is what now there's no reason we're not attacking you or no? your family. Relax. We're not attacking the Bills or Herbs. No, you can't because the Bills beat the shit out of the Dolphins, so you can't attack that. Yeah, that was a nice win. That's a nice, but maybe that they can put that up instead of a Super Bowl trophy. That's what maybe. I put up instead of a trophy because that's. <laughs> but here's here's my point: is Kansas City winning the Super Bowl last year? Really, that is. I don't want to say square, but that's a square way of thinking. It's like, okay, they were what? Were they the best team last year? Nope. I, I don't even think they were the best team they necessarily. Weren't. But they were a top five team. They won. Great. If anything, winning hurts them this year. If they would have been the same quality top five and not won or, or not even made the game, they'd be better this year, right? Because that two weeks is draining. The post-Super Bowl is draining. So what is if we just look at this year, what has Kansas City done that we're all that impressed by? They got beat by Detroit. Right? What's what's the big win against the Bears? I mean, let's go through it. I I what I know for a fact is the offense is struggling. The Jacksonville win. That was a yeah, nice win. But Jacksonville, yeah. nice win. That's a nice win. It wasn't like oh my god. It was about the Chargers win. I mean, look, uh, Kansas City has one of those too. Which is what they beat the Chargers too. Yeah, but the Chargers have gone into a tailspin. It's kind of—I mean, at the beginning of the year, I mean, I, I don't even know. Maybe we shouldn't count the Chargers in any of them. You know, they both did play Denver, and I believe Miami did a little bit better. It, well, if we <laughs> if we look if we look at Kansas City on our five factors, right? They are uh, fifth, right? Miami's fourth. So that's this year only. I think AJ's only point that I am scared of is, is there something about Kansas City that puts them in the Philadelphia-Buffalo category? I don't think it's just being good. Right? I think it has to be something else, right? The physicality. But well, and, and there was injuries associated in the Philly game. The Miami O-line was compromised, and by all accounts, it's going to be healthier. So that's a difference. My understanding is they might have all five, or Armstead is a question mark. Armstead's coming. He's designated to return from IR. Mm-hmm. He was limited at practice today, so he's he's possible. Yeah, but I think the other four are there, mm-hmm. right? And, and I also think that Miami's been getting away from the run 
because they haven't had the horses up front to run the ball. Well, and Mostert's the, he's the he did not practice today. So if you look at Kansas City um, on defense against the pass and against the run, my understanding is they're much better against the pass. They're, they got a modern defense. So w- w- what's the DVOA say? Pulling it up now. Okay, and you don't think Tyreek Hill has this game circled? You know, to have a monster game against his former team. I mean, that it, it, if there's one theme that we see again and again, players play big against their former team. Well, Tyreek Hill's on course to have the greatest receiving year <laughs> yeah. ever. So he's going to destroy. Well, them. Or, or or is he? Is it that old spinal taps up to ten anyway? I don't know. I don't know. But go ahead. Four against the pass, twenty three against the run. Okay, I I actually like under in this game. I, and it's not an official pick. I like Miami in this game. I think Miami controls this game through running, which doesn't sound right, but I truly think. Mm. And let's be honest, we got Ramsey back. Yes. Uh-huh. And he will be the – he's kind of a big nickel these days. He can tackle. I think he – oh, go ahead. Yes, that was one of the points that I was going to make on this game is that Ramsey being back, we saw him have an interception as the ball hawk last week. Uh, I think that that's a big boost this Miami secondary. If and you I look think at, he probably covers Kelsey. Well, if you look at Miami, even without Jalen Ramsey, this season against tight ends, they have not allowed 100 yards to a tight end all season long. Hmm. So if the strength of the Kansas City offense is going to be to go through Kelsey, Miami's done a pretty good job defending. They've only allowed three tight end touchdowns the entire season. Uh, One of them against the Patriots early in the season, one of them against the Eagles, and then one against the Chargers in week one. So it's they defend tight ends very well. We have Jalen Ramsey back. Weather could play a factor in this game. It's about 15-mile-an-hour winds right now in Munich. I don't know how the wind is in that stadium you know, I haven't watched enough Bayern Munich games to see how the wind impacts it, but there are showers in the forecast early in the day. I don't know how that maybe, you know, translates to what time this game is going to kick off, but maybe if weather has a little bit of an impact in the game, uh, I don't like the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, I think – so do you like Miami here? I like the speed. I just I, – I think that Miami's speed – whether it's just the short passes and then watch them do the yards after the catch or utilizing Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle in the running game with the jet sweeps and the pop passes and things like that. So if they utilize the guys who have been on the injury report for the last two weeks. So Tyreek Hill was on the injury report because he spent time with his family. Oh, I'm talking what about Jalen Waddle and Raheem Mostert are the two names And, and what did they do last week on the injury report? They came off of it. <laughs> They're pretty well. But when guys aren't practicing, listen, it's one thing to beat up the Patriots. Okay, cool story. But, again, when are these guys going to beat somebody who's good? Well, again, the way – listen, you're having a hell of a year. You had a good year last year. To, at some degree, we got to start respecting. Even when I disagree, i got to start respecting your opinion. The one I'm going to never respect is the only way you can tell if someone's good is by beating good teams. If you only play six or seven games, yep. you got to look at each game and say, did they overperform or not? And the one time I would agree with you is if there's a type of team they can't beat. Like there's certain teams in – let's think about what sport this is the case. I, oh, go ahead. For, well, I think a, gr- a good example for AJ would be in college basketball, we always use Gonzaga when their conference was green mm-hmm, buff. Mm-hmm. That if, 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 you, if you're just not used to like the speed and the size of the athletes, I guess it goes to what both of you are saying. So you're saying you can't, you can't equate out winning by 22 and covering an 18-point line to being Pickham and winning by four. Right, because okay. you, just, you haven't had any of the reps, and it's just a shock when you have to play against a, a level of competition. But in the NFL, that's not the case. Well, for, for – Example, if, if we want to go that way, the, the quarterbacks that the Dolphins have seen this year, 
Justin Herbert, who put up 34 on him, Josh Allen put up 48, and Jalen Hurts put up 31. The rest of the quarterbacks, Mac Jones, Russell Wilson, Daniel Jones, Bryce Young, How'd Russell Wilson Mac Jones. Did last week? He didn't do anything special. Well, he won the game. He won the game, sure. I mean, he did enough to it win. Worked, yep. He was he, workman-like effort. Three touchdowns, nothing but three touchdowns. You're saying some interesting things. I, I, I guess my thinking is you got a new defense with Miami and Fangio, and it takes a while for new defenses to evolve, not to you know to get acclimated. And then finally you got Ramsey, who was a key part of that defense, who wasn't there. So I think you're right. I think they're spec. I mean, the question is, listen, this line wouldn't be this if there wasn't a case for Kansas sure. City. I, I, how much do you put even a hat? What do you put on Kansas City going over there later? That's a disadvantage. One right? point. Okay. Okay. That's so probably my, that's my least favorite thing about the, this handicap. The combination of having to be in Denver the week before and going late, it's worth at least a full point. You know something? I was going to fire. I, I was 98%. I'm going to respect his run. I'm gonna I'm gonna back away and just stay neutral. I certainly lean Miami. I do like under in this game. And I actually am thinking Fez have put my first same game parlay together on under and some running backs. Oh, you see what the injuries fall oh, and go over. Because you want them to like the I think they're gonna run to the ball. I think, not break, yeah. yeah, I think they're gonna run the ball. Wow. Any closing thoughts? Yeah, um, this is a big uh maybe Kansas City, a bunch of Kansas City city officials are traveling to Germany for this game because Kansas City is one of the host cities for the FIFA 2026 World Cup, and they're hoping to make uh, business relationships. So it's important that the Chiefs win this game for the city of Kansas City. There's one thing. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for that. Good handicap. handicap. Um, (laughs) Way to move the show along. (laughs) I liked it. There's one thing that uh, I want to end with here on this game. Fez, this is EPA, right? And and on one hand, it's defensive strength is up and down, mm-hmm. and offensive strength is left to right. And then they have an angle on these where they say, well, you're in this group because if you're way over, you know, it's just, it's going to be add up how good you are in defense, how good you are in offense. Take that's EPA driven. Take take a look at that. So let me. The take Dolphins a- look like they're they're so far but, ahead. It looks like they're yeah, in, I, I deep in the ocean. Wait, I got to go to like the second page to the right here. Oh, there they are. Yeah. So yes, I mean, a, a, lot, a lot of numbers say Dolphins, but again, can they do it against a team as good as Kansas City so far? I mean, let's say this: if they had split against Philly and Buffalo and lost some and lost the, same, I wouldn't, I the wouldn't, Chargers. This game. would be off my. Uh, this would be off my card. So really, that's the key point. And here. And, and if they had lost two close games, it'd be off his card. It's the key that they got smacked around. Yeah. Both yeah. Of them. Yeah. But but you plus know, I just need patch. I need the best quarterback in the world to win a game on a neutral field. Hope he's recovered from the flu. But to to be honest with you, I would make the following case: is I think the fact that they got beat so bad early in both those games, or especially the Buffalo game, means that the game script was so off. The, the the second part of that game doesn't even matter. It's like a, a weird aberration. So like Dallas, the way that or. I would say the Lions when they got beat by the Ravens. Baltimore, yeah. It was over in the first quarter. Yeah, so how much do you – it was 28 nothing. How much do you look at that and take it seriously? Or do you say 28 nothing? we count, but it was a couple yeah. of plays. It had a couple third-down conversions. All right, next game. Who we got? Next game, my Buffalo five. at Cincinnati. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm going with the Buffalo Bills as my five-weight, catching the two points at Cincinnati. Ooh. This is Co- also McKenzie's four-weight. All right. A couple of things with this line that don't add up to me. Uh, it, it's We looked at the summer line where Buffalo was a one-point dog. 
in this game. And the look-ahead line saw Buffalo as a one-point favorite in this game. Mm -hmm. Now, what do we know about both of these teams? Yes, Joe Burrow looked great last week, but overall the Bengals have been a team that has decreased from our summer expectations, whereas Buffalo is pretty much the team that we thought they were. Whoa, 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 whoa. I think the Buffalo defense... You, you can maybe over the course of the season, well, I wouldn't even say over the course of the season they've met expectations, but most certainly they haven't on defense, right? I mean, considering the injuries right now. Sure, but the, the most points they gave up in a game was 29 to the, uh, the, the Patriots game. That's it. Yeah, every if you're other game. Up 29 every, of the Patriots. You're, yeah, I mean, every other game they're allowing, you know, nine, three. Well, you know, it's surprising. 16. I thought I would I would vehemently disagree with Scott, but then I'm looking at my power ratings. I only have Buffalo half point worse than when the season started. I thought it was going to be a lot worse. Than well, that. but I, I think that line. I mean, if anything, doesn't this line say that your numbers are off? Well, this this line's yes, but but this line is crazy to me because since he's obviously not as good. At, at most, they're as good as what we thought they were to begin the year. They're I not agree better. with that. Okay, so so we, we I, talked about this Monday. I yeah. I think I got the answer, and I wish I had it Monday. It's 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 that Josh Allen's hurt. Yeah, you're right. I mean, that's you're what's right. going that's, on. That's We've what's also going on. you also have the Bills off the extended break. They played last no, Thursday. No, no, no. So for all Josh Allen, you know, getting a maintenance day and not practicing on Wednesday, dealing with the shoulder issue. He's had maintenance day. That that sounds like a PR agent talking. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I mean, I how, how many other t- how many other times has he taken maintenance on Wednesday? I mean, that's not common, time, right? Yeah. So, but jo- Josh Allen looked like last week was the first time since pre-London trip that Josh Allen looked like Josh Allen. But he got hurt late in the game to the yeah. point. So the question is, how is he going to be this week, yep. right? So I think here's what we need to admit. That this line from last week, that Cincinnati being upgraded from being minus, or I guess Cincinnati's perspective, plus one in the look ahead. Mm-hmm. And now they're at minus two, all right? So three points, right? If we're going to pick them, all right? How much of this is Cincinnati's performance? I'd say about two points of it. And how much of this is Josh Allen? About a point. Right. So to me... Unless now, if someone wants to buck those things, since he's not as good as they seemed, or Josh Allen's not hurt, I think there's a hand. But otherwise, I don't think we should focus on how it, what what it was last week versus now. That the adjustment makes sense. I, I still well, we talked on the Monday pod. I want to go back to last December. Yeah, yeah. So so there's been a dramatic change in the evaluations. In that you know Buffalo was was at Cincinnati and they're laying two point seven five. All right, on that Monday night game, the Hamlin game. Late steam in that game too late, on Buffalo. Late steam. Buffalo goes up from two up to and even three start popping. Well, now it's the other way, that Cincinnati's laying the two and a half, and that seems like what a dramatic change in remember the change, of these teams. In the playoffs, it was six Yes, in Buffalo. Yes. So they're saying four points better than, than Cincy. So they're saying, we, we, you know, we, I don't know if, if, if Buffalo's going down or Cincy's going up, but I'm moving this line four points, yeah. Well, I think, let's think about it. What's the four points, right, is – one, Cincinnati beat them handily in that Nice game. run in the playoffs. All right. Yeah. And beat them handily. So a point, maybe? Yeah. Okay. Josh Allen's a point. Now we're at two. And since, but here's the interesting thing. Is Josh see, Allen a point for sure? Like, again, like his. I think any, I think any question for a guy worth seven or eight points has to be a point. Well, aren't there still questions about Joe Burrow? I don't think so. I mean, he looks so. I mean, it was that one play, and we talked on Monday about this, where, where like early in the game, he like looks around, he's like, "I'm just going to go," and, and 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 just does a quarterback draw right up the middle, and I was like, they, they, and and I saw a stat 
where they said Burrow apparently was taking almost all the snaps from shotgun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He took as many snaps from under center yeah. as he did the rest of the year, meaning, you know, okay, now he can move around. He doesn't have to just be stable in one spot. But where I'm leaning with maybe more I think about it with Buffalo here is the fact that, okay, Josh Allen a point, let's say. We can debate that, but okay. Um, last year's win, re- resetting things a little bit. And and plus, they were le- it was only, what, a quarter of the game, but they were leading clearly in that. So five quarters, they beat Buffalo pretty handedly. So let's call that a point or so, matchup or whatever. But now, since he's not considered any better now than they were at the end of last year. Considered so, worse, probably. But, but, but then now I think about it, Buffalo is worse significantly on defense. So I think the whole handicap comes down to that. I can get it to pick him. I just can't get Cincy almost laying three. Our five metric average has Buffalo at 6.2 and Cincy at a zero. Well, but the given is the season-long stats are going to be – I mean, I, I think you would agree with this. Cincy's going to be underrepresented in the season long, or do you think they're just as good as or, they were when they were playing Arizona and they were, like, only getting two and a half or three? I guess it was three and a half. Yeah, I can't no, remember. but at one point – at what point do we – like you always say, do we, at what point do we throw out the priors and we just look at what this team is right now? Well, but then the question is, is right now what we saw last week. Well, Listen, right if, now, you think, yeah. if, you th- if anyone thinks the season – is Cincy, this is a no-brainer, best bet of the year, right? So I don't think – the question is, are we too optimistic with just one game saying they're back? I think that's valid to say maybe they're not. I, yeah, I think that looking at last week's win over the 49ers and automatically projecting as them being the, one of the top contenders in the AFC, which they, they might not even win their division. Forget about the, the top contender for the, to win the AFC and go to the Super Bowl. I just think everyone well, Buffalo is, might not win their division either. I just think yeah, I just think this is well one of their teams is obviously favored ahead of them in, in the odds. I, I think this is a, exactly. a, big, a big overreaction to the win against the 49ers last week. I think if they lose to the 49ers, this is probably a pick 'em game. Maybe the Bills even favored. Well, I think if they lose to the 49ers, it's probably good because the Bills covered, mm-hmm. right? So they covered, right? No. They did not. Oh, that it made it six at the end. Yeah, you, okay. you omitted uh, it from memory. It was so uh, painful. No, they all. I mean, it was a coin flip. It, yeah. yeah. it wasn't a coin. It was it, a. It was <laughs> an eight-sided die that we win seven yeah. of them. Um, but it, it would have been probably right around one, right? Because uh, yeah. Buffalo favored. Uh, listen, I think Scott's handicap is valid. I just think we need to zero in on what it is, which is. In a weird way, I, I agree with him. Everything has to go right to make sense for Cincy here. They've got to be as good as they were coming in the year, and Bills have to be d- downgraded significantly because of the D and the injuries, and or Josh Allen's shoulders messed up. If if all three of those aren't true, this line doesn't make sense. Let's also look at what the uh, Bengals defense has done this year against quarterbacks that run the football. Deshaun Watson ran for 45 yards against them. Lamar Jackson ran for 54 yards against them. Brock Purdy last week ran for 57 yards against them. Uh, Gino rushed four times for 20 yards against them. I think Josh Allen's going to use his legs. Now, listen, I think that Josh Allen over or under rush yards is probably the most correlated thing to the Bills, because if he's hurt the way I think he is, he's not going to be running. I agree with that. If he runs, I think you got a winner. So, <clears throat> in a weird way, I'd want to put that in a, par- a same game parlay. Does that make sense? Yep. I mean, but when he gets hurt, he tends to. You know, it's so funny. I, I actually ended up watching some of the post game, and uh, they had on F- Fitzpatrick, 
And, the, and apparently they wanted him to take his shirt off. That's a thing now. I don't know. But Josh Allen comes out. He's got a baby face. I mean, he looks like, I mean, I guess he's what, 25 or something? Yeah. But he, he's got a baby face. And it was like, he seems like a grizzled vet. Like behind that helmet, he seems grizzled. <laughs> not really. Not really. It's I mean, when he shaves is when he looks like a yeah. There's not a lot of sun in Buffalo or white. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Who do you like on this one, Fess? So I, I've gotten to my head Buffalo just for the, I think, overreaction to mm-hmm. since he playing the perfect game against the Niners. They did play well. I mean, that wasn't it. But if here, I'll do an AJ. Yeah, they beat a t- what? They beat a team that had the third straight loss, right? <laughs> right? Is that a good? That's it. <laughs> you you want to close? No, I was going to say Brock yeah. Purdy threw for three hundred something yards against them last week too. Yeah. No, I think Purdy's interesting because obviously the he got banged on the head and and, it, and then I think he threw both interceptions after he got hit in the head, right? Huh. Well, I, since he was my five weight last week, and I think now. Grandstanding. You're yeah, buying, yeah, you're yeah. buying, you're buying them. You're buying them high is all I'm saying. Showboat. It feels like the performance they had last week. Everybody's very excited about Cincinnati. Everyone's finally caught up to AJ. By the way, I, it's McKenzie's four weight on this game. Oh, okay, McKenzie, what do you got, bud? I have the Cincinnati Bengals. No, no, what do you got? What's your handicap? I mean the Buffalo Bills. I didn't even get that right. Uh, what's your uh, handicap? You guys mentioned a lot of it. I think as a 49ers fan, I thought that game was a lot more about the 49ers, especially their defense. They didn't have a single stop, even a single positive play in the first Ooh. half. It seemed like you, we got can, lucky can to you be see, down for. Can you see the Wilkins hate starting? To, the bed's being laid. The no, bed's it's just, <laughs> I, I think Steve Wilkes is fine. I think Wilkes. he should be a head coach somewhere. I think he demonstrated his ability to somewhere. be so. He, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. Maybe so, Division Two. or slow something. Slow down, slow down, slow down. I think I, am I, I going to get a handicap at any point during no, this No, 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 I got to comment. I, I think I misheard you. You said you think he should get a head coaching job in the NFL? I, I don't want to to get into the fifth weed of this handicap when I before I can talk about the first thing that I wanted to talk Fair about. Fair enough. Go ahead. No, hold on a second. Hold on. Hold on. Now, maybe I'm just reading the marketplace Hold on. Wrong. Fed's got something to say. Fed's got something my, to say. My perception is that if a GM hired Wilkes as a head coach – that he would immediately be fired by the owner the next day. Like it would be, it would be as egregious a hire, and 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 the GM would, they, the entire town would riot. And Am we- I wrong? Here's the weird thing: before two weeks ago, I heard a lot of people second guessing the fact Carolina didn't hire him. So people I'm were second guessing it last year. Uh, so that's so what I'm, I'm saying. Wrong. I'm, no, I'm no, but, but I, wrong I, I would say that blitz in the game against Minnesota. And now another loss. He seems. Let's well, just say the, the tide has turned a well, little bit. Well, and the bit. prior, you know, the, the the disaster when he was coaching for a year also, and got, you know, yeah. I mean, I, I'm still basing. And then the yeah, with the disaster in Minnesota on top of it, I'm like, there's there's no. I would lay like. Minus but he did one. a pretty good job in Carolina. I would like lay like. I, I would have. I obviously would have been. I would have paid you money because I would like laid minus two thousand. He'll never get another head coaching job in the NFL. I mean, I was that adamant. So I'm, I'm wrong. I'm, I read well, the mar- might, marketplace he, he wrong. May, he may or may not. Yes, but right? I, but I thought it was an impossibility. So I was wrong. So McKenzie, with 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 the San Francisco insiders, meaning the people on the boards, the people that read the different blog, is Wilkes getting a lot of negativity? Sure. So is Brock Purdy. But if you talk to Kyle Shanahan or talk to other analysts. A couple games is a couple games, and I'm not going to make any grand reassessments of Wilkes or Purdy for two losses. I think that's fair. Now, do you think do you think there was an agenda in in Kyle, cousin Kyle, as we like to say, um, calling him out in a way that, by all accounts, is unusual in the NFL? 
You have to point me that quote because I, I heard that. I heard that from you. I heard that from other places. And I looked at all the quotes. I listened to the press conferences. Um, he talked about him moving to the booth. He talked about adjustments. I didn't really well, see I, any heat. Yeah, I think the thing that that led uh, that was uh, a sign of the heat was when he said that some variation of that's a mistake that's unacceptable. That was a wrong. Call. Usually, there's an idea of oh that didn't work out, but hey, there's two sides of the story. He was like, we can't have that. I mean, it was like he was talking about like a like a quality control guy. It was like it was like pretty. I don't mind that because I think I think executives need to be able to talk candidly with each other. But again, it's in the press, which is different. But it, I guess the question is, it felt like he was maybe defraying responsibility, Kyle. You know, but maybe he was just. I mean, from what I hear in the job environment, he's a combustible type. Like he gets. He's not a hothead, but he's intense, right? So sure. maybe this is just, and to me, I like intense. It's just, you know, I don't know. Okay, so uh, we got off track, though, with with you trying to lay the groundwork, but now we're back, so continue. So, and you're going to accuse me of cherry-picking. Wait, wait till <laughs> I finish the, the trend oh, here. Thank you. So since 2018, teams that have lost to a playoff team and face them the next year, they're 35, 27, and 3 ATS. That's better than 55%. All right. Why 2018? Because that makes the numbers look good. Uh-huh. But in the Josh <laughs> Allen era, I like the honesty. The Bills are 4 0 straight up in ATS versus the teams they've lost to in the playoffs. Ooh, that's interesting. Okay. I like that revenge angle. Yeah. And plus, they, they must spend extra time in the offseason, in theory. Actually, that's a pretty good one. Yeah, for Josh Allen. What, like what's that. the ATS yeah. margin in that one? I'll pull that up. Josh Allen watches the film over and over again. He just yeah. I- ironically, Josh Allen rookie year, twenty eighteen. Yes. Oh, so it was. It's it? the Josh Allen era, is what McKenzie said. Exactly. Oh, that's the reason why this is in a profitable the Josh yes. Allen era. In the Josh Allen era, yeah, obviously. That's strong. You're welcome, McKenzie. Plus twelve and a half ATS per game. Ooh, I like that. All right, all right. So let's make sure we understand who's got what pick here. So who's got what pick? This is my five weight on Buffalo all and right. McKenzie's four weight backing me up. Fez, you don't want to buck this, do you? I'm not going in. Nope. All right. They got me convinced. I was you ready. You don't to- want to get in front of the Scott McKenzie train now. <laughs> when I hear Scott McKenzie train, I just close my eyes and say no, no. All right, next game. Next pick is McKenzie's five weight. More McKenzie? There's a couple threes on it as well, and I've got a derivative on this game. It's Dallas at Philly. Ooh. Ooh, and I'm on the three on Dallas. Okay, so I'm assuming because it's not a crossfire. You're on the three on Dallas. It wasn't my turn. I apologize. No, no, no. no. And I have the over in this game. All right, but what does McKenzie have? Yes. He's got the Dallas Dallas Cowboys. All right, make the case. So if you look at five metric power rating, the Dallas Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles are exactly even. They're four and a half points better than an average team. I think if we didn't know the N- the NFC Championship game last year, if we didn't have this prestige about the Eagles, we would think of them as even teams. We think of the Eagles as a point better, a point on to three, so a point and a half better. I don't think so. Dak Prescott is eight and three straight up in ATS versus the Eagles in his career. For whatever reason, he seems to do well in this matchup. I like the Cowboys. Okay. Now, it is interesting. The look-ahead line in this game was three and a half. Interesting. All right. Then it closed at 3.3. Now it's down to three. Dallas was good last week. Yeah. Yeah, Dallas is interesting. I actually have a stat here. That is very interesting, Fez. It is, what is the average biggest lead you a team has in a game? Right? So if you don't ever have the lead, your biggest lead zero. I'm going to take Miami. I would take, well, I would take Buffalo. No. Okay. All right. So the average biggest lead, and uh, let me pull this up here. Okay. So the, the biggest leads were, number one, 
the Dallas Cowboys. Really? Wow. Well, remember, they won their first two games 70 to 10. That's true. That's a good point. And then number two is the Dolphins. And no one else is even in that universe, mm-hmm. right? So it, 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 it's interesting. When Dallas gets ahead, they're mighty good. Not as good, you know, San Fran. I, I think part of Dallas's underranking, or, or let's say being underrated, is that San Fran game. It was such a focused game. It was such a demolition. And it was prime time. Everyone was watching. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but anyway, go ahead and I have a couple more things. I think McKenzie's handicap was excellent. <laughs> While I don't um, agree 100% with the numbers, they're, they're in the same genre where I've got Philly one point better than Dallas. And I got to tell you, I got a really high confidence but level. But one point doesn't get you to three. Exactly. Right? It only okay. gets and it's a division game. It doesn't even get me to two and a half. Okay. So it might get me to two. And also, uh, I'm confident in my Dallas power rating. I'm not confident in my Philly power ratings, right? And why? Because my Philly number isn't docking Philly for Hertz being injured. So. I agree with that. So remember, Hertz. He didn't hardly ran last week. Yeah, so last week it shows in the box score. This is amazing. If he has four carries. Well, I don't know how he got those four carries because I hadn't bet him under and I was tracking it. And with five minutes to play, he had one carry. Mm-hmm. So he literally did not run the ball at all. And we all Did talk- they kneel out at the end? They no, they scored in the red zone. They pretended to do the tush push and like ran the ball mm-hmm. wide and got a touchdown. The ball to gain was an so they, awesome play. Yes, but that tells me something. That was so. That was to go up by fourteen. Yes. Okay. So, do you really show a trick play like that to go up by fourteen? You shouldn't. So, there's been or, roundly criticized for doing that. Or is it a sign that he didn't want Hurts to actually run the play because yeah. his leg's bad? Yeah. So right. they're almost like, well, why should we ever do run anything but the tush push because it always works? Oh, well, this is the time where our quarterbacks hurt. You or know? they wanted to put it on film for the yeah. Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. So now they have to prepare for it. So if Hurts, but is wouldn't not- it be better? But it'd be better to spring it. It seems like right. The reason the Eagles are power rated through the moon is because they always pick. They they, they start with first and eight and a half because they get an eight, a yard mm-hmm. and a half automatically. So if that's not the case, then all of a sudden these are equal teams, and boom, we got tremendous value here with Dallas. So when you're talking about the uncertainty of Philly, it seems like that's asymmetric. Where you might think they could be a little better, but you actually think the downside's a lot bigger, right? Oh, I think the down. I I, I think they can't be better. I think that I'm pricing them like like I was pricing. So them it's when optimal. Was, yes. Okay, but it's not just Hurts. I mean, the defense has been good against the run, but their secondary. Now, again, they traded for the Tennessee safety. Fired. Is he going to be able to be, you know, integrated for this week? Probably not. I would think so because he he got traded before last week's game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it, it, there's a reason training camp six weeks long, yep. right? I mean, I, I think he'll. I'm not saying he won't be on the field. I'm saying he won't be 100 percent or even close to it. Um, you know, and I actually like the Dallas. This is not my derivative because, as, as you know, we can't do a derivative on a pick. Mm-hmm. But I like the Dallas team total over as well. well. You can do a derivative on a pick as long as it's not a variation of the same pick. So you could go like a side. Oh well, then I'm going to do that. So I'm, I'm going to take the Dallas team total, and it should be over but, but, 22 but, but, and a half. But you have Dallas as a side, right? So yes. it's the same thing. You can't okay, have it in that, the same game. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I think if you have a side into over, if you want to go over the total and bet a side, you have. I got no problem with that. Right, but you saying Dallas covers and they go over team total is too correlated. Yeah, yeah. 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 So bottom line, I like Dallas. I like the over, so yeah. I really like the Dallas team total over. Yes. But if somehow he wanted to go under the Dallas team total, he could. Yeah, if he liked there. it, right? All right. So no official play on the team total. Yeah. Okay, but but amongst the, your certainty or or your confidence is higher for Dallas to score. Yes. Than it is for them Anything to stop yes. Philly. Yes. Okay. Uh, any closing thoughts, Mackenzie? I mean, you had the lead pick there. I just want to run some numbers that Fez already hinted at. So uh, 
in division all time since 1989, all time since 1989, only two points of difference for home teams. And since 2012, it's only 1.6. And in the NFC East, it's less than a point of advantage for the home team. All right, so what we're saying is the first numbers were, you said X number of points, that was in all home games or division games? All division home games, two points. Yeah, so the thing I would say about the East is it feels like there's more rivalries there where, I mean, Dallas and Giants. Dallas is the only team that travels also. They're, They're so close. Okay, that's interesting. Well, but Philly. obviously, yeah, 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 yeah. So you're saying who's so close? Philly and Washington are a train okay. ride apart. Okay. And Giants, Philly, yeah. Yeah, okay. So, but that is interesting. You say just division with this. And then how many games are in that sample? That's going to be a lot of games, right? So it's going to be uh, two times eight a year, right? 16. Yeah, last 11 years. So 80, 88 games. Okay. Oh, so you're saying it's only the last 11. What was it before that? The 2.0 was for uh, all teams. I'm looking for the but, NFC East. Yeah, yeah, that. I was yeah. just looking at the Yeah, who knows? I might be more. Okay. Yeah, that is interesting. And, you know, something I've been researching, and I don't have the numbers quite ready, is the whole turf. I met Back in the 80s, when I was a kid, there was all kind of – they're on turf. They're on grass. People just quit talking about that. It actually matters. Yeah, well, the, and remember, and I'm sure you know this, the, the turf was like a lot of it was concrete, mm-hmm. rock mm-hmm. hard. And so now – the artificial turf, like it, it, it's kind of a hybrid. It's like half and half. It, it plays oh, like with the yeah. rubber pellets, like more like real grass. But to go back all the way with the NFC East, it's one point eight points for the home teams. Okay, so even less than the two point yep. oh. Okay, all right, good stuff. Next game, I have over in this game. Oh, by go the ahead, way. And make your yeah, case. Uh, Cowboys offense is really finding a groove. I think a lot of it is they're throwing on first down, which they weren't doing early in the season. Uh, Dak is is moving around in the pocket. We a little haven't bit heard more. any zone man yet. You got anything? You want some of that? Well. <laughs> Cowboys obviously still playing heavy man even without digs. Oh, why did I mention this? AJ Brown, number one receiver in the NFL against man coverage. Okay, so who you, do you have an opinion on the side? Uh, I, I lean to Dallas. Yeah, okay. but the last five times these teams played each other, the average score is sixty-two, and mm. only one of those games had both Dak and Jalen Hurts. There was Minshew, Cooper Rush, Andy Dalton, mm-hmm. and they're still averaging sixty-two points. These teams light it up against each Is other. Is A.J. Brown above 100 for his prop bet now? Probably What's 90s. it been, like seven games in a row or yeah, something? Yeah, so it's probably it's 96 and a half now. So A.J. Brown's receiving prop is at So be a, It'll be 80. historically 5. high. Oh, my gosh, 80.5. I like over. Give me over. That is interesting. It shows you the books aren't afraid to make give you juicy bets if they don't think they're positive. Right. <laughs> All right, so let's make it official, though. McKenzie's got a five on Dallas. I've got a three. I have a three. I've and got a two on the over. All right. Next game. Next game is the Giants at the Raiders. This is Scott's four-weight. RJ and Fez both – or excuse me. This is Fezzik's four-weight game, Giants at the Raiders. Scott and I both have derivatives. I'm going to keep this very simple. RJ, you're going to want to listen to this. So the season starting today. Thanks, thanks Fez. <laughs> Focus here. Um, this guy need, goes to the bathroom every 10 minutes. I, I, I need a season win number if the season started today – with for the New York Giants, uh-huh. and I need one for the Raiders, but the Raiders have to start O'Connell every game, the rookie quarterback. What would you set the over-under? <sighs> well, that's interesting. So the, what do we assume about the Giants' health at quarterback? So Danny Dimes, 
is is very likely to be back, so he should start be starting. Right. So I would say the Giants is going to be a little less than they were entering the year. Agreed. So they but, were but not seven, much less. So they were seven point eight. So maybe we make seven it like, three. So like seven seven three. I accept that. That's good. All right. All right. O'Connell and the Raiders. What okay. are you going to set that at? All right. So the Raiders went down, 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 and then they kind of settled and went a little back up before the season started. I was kind of bragging I had the Raiders and not the Giants. Were they seven? Did they? I can't even remember. Did they close seventh for season wins? Uh, McKenzie. I'm throwing a blank on that one. I think it was maybe seven over 30, but I can't remember. Um, Okay. Uh, So my thinking here is you got to do a three or four point downgrade per game from Jimmy G to O'Connell. mm -hmm. Right. So let's call it four point. So what did they decide? They're saying Jimmy G's just benched now? Yeah, Yeah, he's benched. That's fine. that's stupid. He wasn't. He wasn't. Other than the interceptions, he was playing pretty they well. Cleaned house across the board. I mean, I think Jimmy G was McDaniel's guy. Yeah, but still, it's like who's the better quarterback right now is the question, right? Now, if Jimmy G's banged up, let him rest a week. So, but there, so four point downgrade. All right, so like that's going to be six, what two 60, wins, right? Two wins, exactly. So we get to five. We're we're on the same page here. All right. So if I got a seven win team mm-hmm. that's at a five win team, yeah. I can tell you from memorization that road team's supposed to be laying three, and the Giants are catching one and a half. I need go no further. The Raiders have no home crowd advantage. I'm on the Giants plus one and a half. I don't understand this at all. The only explanation is that when a team fires a coach, a lot of people there's a bounce. Sometimes there's that bounce. But you know what? Here they didn't just fire the coach. They just cleaned house across the board to the point of it's like a hurricane struck Las Vegas. I, I don't know. I don't think it's a positive. Yeah, quarterbacks coach Bo Hardigy is going to be ca- calling the place. All right, by the way, right now preseason or the preseason close, Giants Whoa. were seven and a half, Raiders were six point two. Right now, live line live line, Giants four and a half, and the Raiders live six and a half. Okay. So what we're saying, Fez, is if O'Connell, that's how you say his name, yep. is going to start the rest of the way. We like under a good bit there. Yes. And and so and it just with, with this game in particular, the Giants are just better. They're clearly better. And I just can't, I can't for the life of me understand how the Raiders are favored in this game. I need your help. No, I, I, I think the bounce, we know that's something that makes the rounds. Mm. I also think McDaniels is someone who's been villainized. And I think the idea that fine, let's be honest, there's more people that work for bosses they don't like than are the bosses that aren't liked. All right. So people really emotionally connect to the idea of, yeah, you had a tyrant boss. Now you're free of them. Your talents are going to fly, man. You're, they're you're, they're going to be un, un, uh, fettered. Okay, we'll see. But what I'm saying is there is that, I think, get rid of the, the, the tyrant kind of feel with, with uh, the Raiders getting rid of him. It feels like to me, emotionally. So I'm on, I have a derivative on this game. I'm on the Raiders team total under 19 and a half. And the Raiders are the only team in the NFL this year that has never gone over their team total on offense. They are 0-8 to their team total, or eight notes of the under, if you will, on their team total. The only game that Aiden O'Connell started, they scored 17 points against the Chargers. Now I have no offensive coordinator, the quarterback's coach calling plays for this team. I got a head coach now in Antonio Pierce, who's a defensive-minded guy who is going to put emphasis on his team's defense, not so much on the offense, I think this winds up being a relatively low-scoring output for the Raiders here against the Giants, Aggressive pass rush with, uh, with Brian Dable calling the shots. 
I, I just don't see the Raiders putting up 20 points in this. Giants D have been playing very, very well, almost single-handedly they winning, fight. winning so games. They fight. Them. So just to be clear, then, this is an official pick from you? This is yeah. his one weight, and it's it goes weight. opposite of your derivative on this play, which yeah, is your two weight. Did you even mention I had a derivative? I, I misspoke and said I had the derivative. You have the derivative on this play. <laughs> Who's going to take over the role of— Anyone <laughs> but me, please God. <laughs> this shouldn't be that. I mean, you really stick to it. I think you can do it. Okay. All right, so we got a crossfire on this one. Well, is it, though? Because his is a team total. Yours is the full game over. Oh, that's true. It's on the official one. So now I'm going to have to decide if I want a crossfire. So I'll make— RJ might just want the Giants over. Yeah. So here's my thinking. I actually like the Raiders over. So, <laughs> and, and, and here's why. And, and, Fez, you can tell me if you agree with this. You, you're going to want to listen to this. Is if you actually, if you, if you actually look at— the number of drives per game, all right? So you say, all right, how many drives? And this is not removing any drives. This is if you take a snap with the ball, you had a drive. Mm -hmm. That's not the best way to do it, but it's the way we got right now. And in that uh, situation, the Raiders are the only team to average less than 10 drives. So they have 9.87 drives a game, all right? The average is 11. So they're about a one and a quarter drive less than average. Forget the teams that drive. So 10% below the league average. Yes. Now, you might say to yourself, okay, well, won't that continue? Well, to some degree, that was, you know, if anything, you're going to feel like, who are they trying to please right now? Devontae Adams. Yeah, the wide receiver. I think the idea of having a quarterback that's more of a gunslinger, because let's be honest, Jimmy G is the opposite of that. I think it increases scoring generally. And that's why I do like the my official play is over on the game. But I think where's the variance going to come? If you're the lowest at something and now there's a new decision maker, what's the odds that you're going to be the lowest again? If you're, if you're 32 out of 32 and someone fresh comes in, wouldn't the random number be 16? Our, our handicap is, is similar. So this was one of my early week premium plays. You don't have to Ooh. buy it anymore. I did give it out to over 37 in this game. And, so and that, what's the current number? 37. 37 and a quarter. It's there's there's thirty seven. Being I, a little I, generous here, Fred. You're just giving it out, huh? That's rare, but okay. <laughs> what the hell? It's going to be one of many releases. Oh, all right. So, but w your rationale was what? That the, the the change in coaching would naturally lend to a faster pace. Yes, that 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 what we're doing ain't working, and and I think that they they've been playing conservative, and they they know their defense and Max Crosby's carrying them, and they've been like trying to win, like playing really close to the vest, not even the, you know giving the targets to Devonte. And he's a malcontent. They're going to want to chuck the ball all, all over the, the, the field. I think so, to please. It just seems like the timing of the firing leads to a short week of preparation with people that are unfam in unfamiliar roles. So I want to fade that. I and then I have the Giants, who are 7-1 and one to the under this year. Daniel Jones, the most profitable under quarterback since he became a starting quarterback in the NFL. No, but, but so, aren't you saying you want the Raiders? Yes. Okay. Because I think that it's going to be, I think it's a low scoring game. You just don't think that they're going to be able to move the ball. I don't, I well, but, what do you, yeah. but don't you like the the total in the game more than just the rate? I mean, because it does seem like the no, because I'm getting a good number on the I'm getting an inflated number on the Raiders because they're favored in this game. So okay. I'm betting the under on the Raiders. I agree with that. All right, so um, like the Raiders so win this I, game 17-14. So I should assume. Oh, I was going to say you like our, the Giants play also. If you had to bet the, the side, right? If I had to bet the side, I'd lean Giants. Yes, yeah. but right. but I I like the Raiders under the nineteen and a half number because I think that it's too high because they're favored in the game. All right, so I am though my pick is um, over full game for the full game because I actually think the Giants are better than 
Well, I'll talk about that in a second because they got some stats with the second stringer, third stringer. And again, Taylor played pretty well. But anyway, I am going to take the bet, though, in Crossfire. So the bet is effectively fading Scott's bet because mm-hmm. right? I'm choosing to do that. So I'll be going over 19 and a half. And you're going to root for O'Connell to have, like, to have lots of turnovers and lots of touchdown pass- passes, both. I think we talked about this last week as well, but the part of the reason why the market is so down on the Giants is because their schedule's been so tough, and they just look at the number next to their name, wins and losses, and it's like, it's bad, but they've played the toughest schedule in the NFL. Yeah, they so, had minus nine passing yards against the Jets last night. Yeah. No, that was certainly bad. Now, here's the thing about the Giants that, that I'm not as up on the Giants scoring a bunch here. This is stunning. So I got a chart the PFF had that says, what happens when a team drops back? Right? So what can happen when a team drops back? Well, they can have a target. Doesn't, don't know if it's caught. Don't know if it's intercepted. Doesn't even matter mm-hmm. for this. It's saying you're throwing to a receiver. Okay, and, and it's on the way to the receiver. All right. The next thing it could be is a sack. There is no throw. You get sacked when you drop back. The other one is a throwaway. It's a conscious effort to throw the ball away so it's not really going towards the target. Right? And then the other two are a scramble. You go back and start running. And then finally, there's a target. Or, or I'm sorry, there's actually a um, batted down. Batted down at the line of scrimmage. So really they're saying, is the ball heading in a direction? Now, the best team with the ball heading in the direction of the receiver 90% of the time. Miami. Minnesota. 88% of the time, Miami. (laughs) All right? So 88 and 90. The New York Giants is 67. So 67% of the time, the ball heads to the receiver. A lot of people complete more than 67. There's not a lot good that can happen. <laughs> yeah, if you don't target on a drop back. Well, Danny Dimes can good. take off and run and, for 12. And he has the highest. Not, all right, so 13% of the time he scrambles. Yeah, it's still right. 22% disaster. Yeah. So think about this 90%, 67 The second worst team is the Broncos, and it's 73 They're five percentage points. Mm. So this, if anything, speaks to the um, Giants as not scoring. And, mm-hmm. and like you said, but still, maybe we can bet Max Crosby gets a sack. <laughs> now, I do like. I will say this: of all the handicaps so far, the one I would add to my card if I was forced to, and maybe that'd be a fun thing we can start next week, would be the Giants here. I think your case was well made, and I don't think this is conducive to a great performance from the Raiders. I do think it's going to open up. Though. I, I had a feeling you'd like it. Yeah, it was good. Any closing thoughts on this one? Nope. All right, you got the next one lined up? Your four weight, Houston Uh, Texans against the Tampa Bay Bucks. Houston minus two and a half. Okay, so Houston is the pick. And I think last week, and remember, I don't want to take too many bows but because it hasn't been a great year, but Carolina was my five, and that was a war. Now, I thought the game would go over later in the week. It didn't, but – and, and there was a great stat on team uh, first-year quarterbacks off a bye, how they tend to go over, and they had two of them. But I believe in general Houston's just underrated. I mean, if you look at the different – let's look at the power ratings, Fez. Where do you have them? Houston number 18, Tampa Bay 22nd, Houston one point better. All right, so you actually have them quite high, to be honest. That's as high as I've seen. Um, Mackenzie, what, really? what Yeah, what do we got, um, what do we got in the five – uh, five uh, we have elements. Houston minus 1.4, 20th. Tampa Bay minus 2.9, 25th. All right, so Houston lower. And but I got Tampa Bay a little higher. Yeah, yeah. And I got Neflo here. Let's see what Neflo has. Maybe because I'm in shock still from the backdoor 
double penalty cover that they had against Buffalo. So Neflo has them actually uh, almost two points worse than an average team. So there's a lot of dis- discrepancy here. Um, I Personally, I think Tampa for sure was a product of a ton of third-down conversions. And what are the things that can make a team have variance to their either pro or con? Red zone, third and fourth down, so late, late down. And if you actually look at the numbers here on the – so what I've got is the third and fourth down conversion rate. And if we look at Tampa Bay, that's also known as the Bucks, Or some say the Buccaneers. Do you say the Buccaneers, Fez? You know, I'm – I, I say the city name always. I, I don't like to say the mascot name. Except Tampa Bay is not a city. It's an area. I, 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 <laughs> thank you. So the late down average in the NFL is 34. Uh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. 40% exactly. Now, Tampa's got a below average offense, wouldn't you say? So you oh, sure. expect it to be a little below 40. 34. They're at 42.5%. Unsustainable. And th- that that's been dropping off. as That's been dropping off as they've played poorly. But they put a couple of wins up there. And the Zebras were bought off this game. Too, and I so. got I to admit, that Minnesota one, in hindsight, that I had plus six on Tampa, Minnesota did fumble a lot. I, I, you know, I didn't really give AJ that concession when we went heads up on that one. It doesn't really matter. No, of course. But, but, but in truth, I think it's a situation where Tampa's a little overrated. And, and remember, this is, you know, a little down the list here. But we also have Houston, I think, is a little underrated. And I think I can identify why Tampa. And finally, Baker Mayfield, I think he either mispracticed or was limited today. Mm. And what we know about Baker is. He doesn't typically do well if he's a little dinged up. He'll, he'll gut through it, but he doesn't do too well. I mean, he lost a franchise quarterback salary because he was willing. Just think that year, two years ago, I guess, if he didn't play, he probably would have got re-signed. It would have been maybe like a Geno Smith type yeah. deal. And, yeah, I mean, you know, an interesting nuance with the two and a half, because it is in the NFL. You know, you're thinking, I got the better team, and they're home. And it's like, oh, I, I like plus three, but you know what? I also like minus two and a half because if, if as long as they're better, if, if, if you told me, all right, there's five minutes to play in the game and it's tied, you're like, we're fine. We're, we're good. You know, we're going to win more than 50% of the time. You know, we'll blank two, two and a half. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. What, what's interesting is that this doesn't work anymore in college because of the new overtime rules, which have been around, I guess, two years, where in the second overtime, they both have to go for two and then gulp. If it goes three overtimes and they do go three overtimes, the most you can win by is two. So it's going to be really hard to, like, cover a minus two and a half. So a big difference between those two sports with the minus two and a half. Something I've thought about. Rookie quarterbacks play so much better at home than on the road. Mm. Like it almost feels like we should give a, more of a home field advantage to rookie quarterbacks. Mm, that's interesting. And, That'd be a good thing to study. And I, I think in this case, I mean, listen, we've seen CJ Stroud beat the Steelers and the Saints at home already, both of who I think are better teams than this Tampa team. And the the thing that jumped out the most at me when I was looking at at Stroud is he is he's got one of the biggest discrepancies between what he how he plays in a clean pocket versus under pressure. He is the 10th best quarterback in PFF in a clean pocket, drops all the way to 48th under pressure. The Bucks are 27th in the league in pressure rate this Damn, season. Damn, this is pretty strong. Despite being 5th in blitz rate. So they, so they blitz so constantly commi- and get committing nothing. committing resources and still not getting pressure. Yeah. yeah. And that's good. All right, I like yeah, that. I, li- I like the Texans here as well. 
Damn, that that was as good a stat as anyone's had today. <laughs> that was pretty good. Well, how about man versus zone, though? <laughs> Don't have anything on him with that. All right, next game. Uh, Arizona at Cleveland. This is Scott's four-weight. I have a derivative on it. I'm on the Cleveland Browns. I'm laying the eight points here. Uh, Ooh, laying the lumber. Clayton Toon. That's the end of the handicap, guys. See you later. <laughs> yeah, Clayton Toon's going to get the start for the Cardinals here after they trade Josh Dobbs. Kyler Murray's still not ready to start for them. And I am getting the Cleveland Browns defense against Clayton Tune starting on the road. I just like Miles Garrett's got to be licking his chops, like getting ready for this game. It's very exciting. Deshaun Watson's back at practice. There's no word if he's going to play or not. My understanding he's not. He's not going to. Yeah. Well, but if he does, this is just an added bonus. But if, mm. if he doesn't play, I think the Browns' offense is going to be fine because the Cardinals' defense. They are 30th in pressure rate. They're 32nd in opponents' first downs. They're 31st in opponents' EPA per play. They're 32nd in opponents' success rate. This is a bad defense. So P.J. Walker and the Browns' offense should have no problem moving the football against this defense. And on the other side of the football, like I said, I got the Browns' defense against Clayton Toon. Mm -hmm. So I'm just looking at the total in this game. The total is down to 37 a lot of points to lay over a touchdown with a total of 37, mm-hmm. right? So that's got to concern you a little bit. Yeah, but 50-degree weather, it's not going to be like too too cold or, or rainy or anything like that. But I got a quarterback making a first start on the road against an alt, like one of the great defenses in the league this year. 37-and-a-half just makes me feel like the Browns are the only ones that are going to score in this game. So check this out with Arizona. All right, and you might want to do a slightly different bet here as a variation. I mean, obviously this is official. In the first quarter, Arizona this year has lost on average by one and a half points. Okay, in the second quarter, amazingly, they've won. They've been leading by one and a half points. So I'm not saying second quarter alone. I'm saying the accumulated two. So at halftime, halftime. this year, Arizona's led. Well, actually, in the second quarter, they're seven and one ATS yeah. this year. So then in the third quarter. They're down a point, all right? So they go from down one and a half to up one and a half to down 1.1. The margin for them on the season is almost eight points a game. So they're going from down 1.1 at the end of the third to down almost eight points. The fourth quarter is a disaster for them. Now, Cleveland is a running team. So personally, I'd be interested myself in Browns in the fourth quarter figuring Arizona physically gets beat up. You know, I like that. Any thoughts on that? Uh, I like that as well. I've liked Arizona's second half has been a play for me many times this, this season. I, I think it's it's they've been so good out of the gate when things are planned out for them. And then late in the games, the teams that don't have depth, that don't have talent, you run out of steam. You can only try hard for so long and keep up. And this is one you don't want to bet this pre-flop. You don't want to bet the fourth quarter because um, you, uh, Arizona's going to be catching a half, okay? But when in the actual game, let's say Arizona's trailing by 10, it's going to be pick them. So you, you really got to bet alive at the end of the third quarter. Okay. Only three quarterbacks have thrown for over 200 yards on the Browns this season. Kenny Pickett threw for 222. Gardner Minshew had a big game, 305. And then last week, Geno Smith threw for 254. Now, it is interesting that two of the three are the last two weeks. Yes. But so, Geno got 50 cheap yards after a ridiculous like interception off the helmet of a guy. Yeah, my derivative on this is going to be Arizona's team total under 14 and a half because under 14 and a half. Yeah, because last week 
I went head to head with you and McKenzie. I took the Browns mm-hmm. and Kevin Stefanski being a moron, PJ Walker being shitty at the, the end coach of the game. Of the year, just like a yeah, year you guy? can have him. Be, let him be the coach <laughs> of the year. Uh, throwing the ball in that situation and letting the Seahawks win that game is ridiculous. This way, I don't have to whoa, worry whoa, about. Whoa, 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 whoa! It was third, third and four with two minutes to play. You want him to just run the ball and punt? Yes, run the ball and punt. Why not just take a knee if you're going to run the they, ball third and four? How many how many touchdowns did Seattle have up to that point? They had two in the whole game, right? Yeah. So you can't hold them for two minutes <laughs> with I four mean, what, downs. What would the in-game odds be at that Cle- point? Uh, Cleveland would was was only ahead by three, so they punt the ball to the twenty. There's two minutes left. It would be um, Cleveland would be minus like 160, Seattle plus 140. Okay. Cleveland would be favored. You could, we could check the, um, the 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 win probability on yeah. third and four. Oh, that's interesting. But obviously, it's, it, I mean, obviously it's going to go down when they don't get the first down. When they, boy, McKenzie's right on this. He's on one. top of it. Um, so here's what I would say on top of this. Oh, you got it now. Go ahead, McKenzie. Give it to us. Before the play, it was 19 percent for the Seahawks to win. 43 percent afterwards. So they were still underdogs after the play. Wow. So my number's bad because I said minus 160 plus. So I'm, I'm saying even with 40 yards, um, I guess, you know, I don't know what it is. I'm thinking, well, see, I was going to score. But, you know, when you're down three, that's kind of a it's, – it's a slippery yeah, I slope. I figure they're you don't know going to tie it up like half, yeah, yeah. half yeah. the time, yeah, right? Yeah, teams, teams have trouble down three. When they're down four and they know they need the touchdown, they, they get in the end zone so yeah. much more. All right. So here's why I don't want any piece of Arizona at any point in this game. All right, so Dobbs got traded for a seventh round pick. Mm-hmm. So now, obviously, to some degree, they were predict they they knew this was happening, right? So they they made a point. If you listen closely, they said next week Kyler won't start, or this was last week. They said next week, which is now this week, Kyler won't start. It's either Dobbs or they mentioned the rookie's name. So they were already laying the groundwork for this. Now, but wait a minute, where was Dobbs at during the regular season? Or, I'm sorry, the preseason. He was with it Pittsburgh. Wasn't, it wasn't with the in, team. No, he was with Cleveland. Cleveland, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh was Cleveland. Yeah. So, now this was considered yeah. a Dobbs revenge game. Mm. Ah. He gave you such a good year, but then to get rid of him for a seventh-round pick, you said we can't. I mean, and just having him on the sideline. Have, or having them in prep Would be the worth week. more than a seventh-round pick. Yeah. So, it seems to me this is a sign of tanking like – like, like I, you don't often see. And I think inside there, if you were excited, let's go play the Browns. We got Dobbs. Now, all of a sudden, how can this team be excited yeah, otherwise? Yeah, now, Dobbs on, now Dobbs is on the phone with his old Cleveland buddies Carolina, telling them everything about Arizona. Oh, Carolina's got to win now. So now, now Arizona's in first place for the number one. Pick. By the way, the Cardinals averaging less than 13 points per game on the road this year. And that's with Dobbs at quarterback, the guy that they planned on starting all year. Yeah. They're averaging less than. I, I actually points. like AJ's handicap. I don't. They're not going to score. And I talked to Lance Zerline. Yeah, but but one second. I'm sorry. Is but when it's only 14 and a half, it all it takes is Texas Ranger to throw one pick six. I mean. But he won't throw one because he's just going to hand the ball off Except, the whole game. Well, apparently they didn't hand the ball off when he when he won. I mean, well, that's because they had a team that could score against. I mean, them. let's be honest. If Cleveland gets up. They're going to want P.J. Walker to throw to give him some reps, right? I mean, I, I hear whispers that, that you might see a situation where they Watson's put— Watson's not going to come back? Or, or, or they might—I mean, my understanding is they're very unhappy with him. They might put him on like the—you know, uh, what is that? What did they do to um, the running back from Colts when they were—they put him on the pup list? I mean, let's just say there's mechanisms for teams to be aggressive against players— 
They they imagine non football injury. Yeah, yeah, that might be but what maybe I'm they shouldn't have paid him like 150 million. I think that I think there's the maybe is things, gone from that. things change as as uh, when you have kings and the ace comes out on the turn, you have to deal with reality. What's change? <laughs> or the eight or the eight nine jack of hearts flop, and you got black aces. Yeah. So what I would say generally is. That I think the Browns might be setting up, trying to like do a lawsuit, say we're cutting mm. you and we're not paying you. Mm. Who knows? I don't know. But what I'm saying is, there's a lot of whispers in Cleveland. Mm. I think Texas Ranger. You think let's give them some reps. So I'm not. I'm not saying I hate your play. I'm just saying, hey, we just had 17 and we lost the game. They hardly could move the ball in the fir- in the team total of Tampa. I don't want to go to 14 and a half. <laughs> you, you, you know the song "Ugly at 17." That, that's our genre. Who? You, the song, you said we had 17. Ugly at 17. I was thinking about those. It, it, it was a 1970s song. Joni Mitchell, Ugly at 17. But who's, who's ugly in that case? We, we were playing Tampa Bay to go under 17 points. But in Joni Mitchell's case, who was, who was ugly? <laughs> I don't know. Clayton Toon's also got small hands. Miles Garrett's going to strip the ball from him. I got uh, Lance Zerline's draft notes go ahead. from uh, Does it say from Clayton, Clayton Toon's got small hands? Uh, these were his quotes. Pressure tends to rattle the reeds. Release, but that doesn't go for the under. Uh, well, sure it does. No, it doesn't. Rattling means pick sixes, fumbles. Oh, well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Release quickness is sluggish. Accuracy plummets when forced to move his feet. And then I said, okay, well, what are the positives? It's all about him being a four-year starter in college and being a leader. And like, it's so real quick. Lance came up a couple years ago to meet with us. Yeah, real nice guy. Could you ask him for his Herbert notes? <laughs> oh, boy. Character yeah. issues? I'll, I'll, I'll ask for him. <laughs> All right, next game. Uh-oh, he's, he's confused. <laughs> I got thrown off there. Uh, it's my three-weight, and it is the Baltimore Ravens. All right, I get to take a break. Against, well, you might not want to. You, I know you love Seattle. I got I to gotta go get something to drink. All right, I'm taking the Ravens minus six, hosting Seattle. This is a matchup oh, minus of— Minus six? Yeah. It's up to six? I'm going to stay. I might press the button. All right. Uh, Ravens offense is on fire right now. They've averaged 35 points per game the last two weeks. They've moved to number four in offensive DVOA. I I don't know what their weaknesses are right now as a team. Uh, They jumped Cleveland as the best defensive team for DVOA. That's my countering you, by the way. Okay. We get that. (laughs) Everyone knows what that button means. So let's think about this. Show me, and again, DVOA isn't what we're talking about here. I mean, I'm not saying it's not valid, but I'm saying what games would you say the Ravens looked real good on offense? Detroit. But that's an an interesting question, isn't it? They had a couple. I mean, certainly the score was impressive. They put up 28 points on the Browns. They scored touchdown in the first well, four drives. And- uh, yeah, but the, di- but the difference with the Browns was when you went at the time, especially, thank you, at the time, especially when they had such defenses or the offense was so crippled by the Browns, where who did they? DTR sh- threw all those pick sixes. Yeah, I mean, I think crap. it was a situation where it's hard to, you know, when there's short fields, et cetera. Yeah. I guess they put, they put up 296 yards of offense on the Browns. Which that's is, terrible. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's oh, not you, great compared to the Browns' average. Yeah, I, I'm I mean, not no, saying compared, the Ravens are slightly above average. I'm saying what are, what are the Niners giving up on average per game? They got a really good defense. I'd be confident. Well, they had a really good defense. I'm, I'm pretty confident. It'd be 300. I, I just 300 is a really low number. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, here's what I would say. Let's looking at the offensive splits on again for series of downs. Offensive and defensive, you would say, okay, because on defense, it's impressive. 
They are one, two, three, four, five. The Ravens are the fifth best. Well, they're actually tied with the Cowboys, the Giants, which is kind of surprising, and the Jags are all at 67% conversions, and they're tied for fifth place behind the Browns, the Jets, and the Saints. Okay? So that's excellent. But then you look at the offense. They are, um, let me see, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. They're 11th. So I think in general that offense has been kind of wish fulfillment. It was like, oh, we think Lamar's good because someone said he should be a running back, and I, we're mad still that he said that. So now we want Lamar to do well. So when he doesn't throw, it's the receiver's fault. When he gets sacked, it's the line. It's like, when's it ever Lamar's fault, right? And he had a real good game against Detroit. Wasn't so good last week. Wasn't so good most weeks. I'm not saying they can't reach this level, but the, if you're, I think you're handicapping to the Detroit level, but that hasn't been the season, in my opinion. What made him not good last week? Yeah, he was good last week. Well, was he? They didn't yeah. cover the game. How That's, can you? How good can the you idiot, be? Because the idiot team didn't recover their onside kick. But what I'm saying is the fact you're even close. I mean, they were sloppy though. I mean, get the number. Nah, I mean, they like, were. Yeah, I will. They they were up 34 to 15. I mean, they they were stuck. Well, let's let's take a look at the numbers and see. He did what, have a 53 PFF grade by far his worst of the season versus the right, Cardinals. All right. So Fez. 53. Has anyone ever had one lap, though? <laughs> yes. I mean, seriously, though, that's a, that's really It's like Bryce Young's average game. Yeah, it's like he played like Bryce Young. <laughs> I got my notes somewhere. Uh-huh. I'll find it. Uh-huh. He's going to say, but they scored 32. They, but they scored a bunch of points. Uh, but um, they... Uh, so what? It, so where's where's Lamar at in our rankings? He is tied for ninth. He's fifth in PFF, 13th in QBR. I was wrong. Yeah. Never mind. Okay, so... My point is, is he is he that bad? I mean, that's not that's about what I'm saying. He's 10th, 11th, 12th. Uh, but I think a lot of his metrics are skewed Uh-oh, in the same the way that Joe Burrow's are. Like that. Why? But why though? Because Joe he, Burrow was injured. Lamar Jackson was was being introduced to a brand new offense. Oh, but that didn't count with the with the Miami Dolphins on defense. With the brand new D. But clearly it does. Well, I think it, it's a small... You don't just wave your hand and dismiss it. You say, okay, adjust it a little bit. But it but wasn't, wasn't one of but his... But has the Dolphins' defense gotten better? I, I think so, has, yeah. has anything changed in this game since Monday? Shouldn't we have laid four and a half on Monday? But sure. Well, but we, we're do, playing we, do the, we do the pot on Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, like, we're playing the pot. Con- yeah. I want to play it Monday. No, I agree. I mean, let's take a look at the— uh, I mean, it just didn't jump off the page as a good bet on Monday for me. So now that it's six, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm leaning Seattle. And, and I generally think Seattle's overrated. I, I think defensively especially they're overrated. People are talking about how their defense has turned a corner. Okay, but wait a minute. We, the, what's the difference with Kansas City and Seattle? Not good defense last year, really good statistical uh, statistical defense this year. Why? Why is Kansas City top five, but Seattle's not? Though their stats are very comparable. Well, because Seattle's played P.J. Walker, Josh Dobbs, Daniel Jones, Andy Dalton, who put up twenty-seven points on them. By the way, like <laughs> that, it, so, boy, that is so. Un- I mean, like you're cherry picking one game and saying he did they win the game or lose the game? Uh, the the yeah, they won that game. Okay, so they won, but somehow the D was like noteworthy to say, let's call it out. So you're saying their strength of schedule against opposing offenses is really bad? Yeah. Okay, and they played Detroit. Yep, who right? lit it up on them, yep. Okay, and they played Cincinnati, which, again, you can talk about Pre-buy. Well, yeah, but, the, I mean, Cincinnati had won three straight games at the, entering the bye, or at least, what was it? They beat um Well, they, Seattle. Beat, they beat Seattle, but they okay. put up, 19, oh, like, their offense wasn't right, obviously. They put up, like, 19 points. 
So that means Seattle's D was good. No, it means Joe Burrow was still limping around. <laughs> it can't be both ways. Okay. I mean, I guess what I'm saying is I, I, I think it's fair to say you have a feeling. I, I don't even know how to say it, but when the stats say Seattle's D is good, like to some degree, don't we have to trust that? So there was, I saw there's a, uh, a thing that came out today. NFL Game Day tweeted this out, and it, it tweeted, two elite defenses go at it on Saturday. And it's got the Ravens and the, and the Seahawks are basically one and two in points per game allowed, yards per play, yards per game allowed, sacks per game. Seems pretty and good. And it says asterisk since week four. Uh-huh. So if anything, you're saying they're surging then. Right. And then it says, well, the reason why it says since week four and not the full season is Matt Stafford, 334 yards, Jared Goff, 323 and three touchdowns, Andy Dalton, 361 and two touchdowns. They've been playing backup quarterbacks for the most part in the last four games. So who's or the since last week four? four uh, P.J. Walker, no, Daniel Jones, yeah. Broken Joe Burrow, Josh Dobbs. Broken Joe Burrow. Yeah. It's like you're Donald Trump now try, coming up with nicknames to try to make your case. And who was the last one? Josh Dobbs. Okay. I mean, admittingly, those aren't great um, quarterbacks, but they seem about like Lamar, to be honest. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, as a passer's? Kind of, yeah. Okay. I mean, again, I'm not. I think Lamar deserved his MVP. I think he had a hell of. I think he's regressed as a passer ever since. And this year, Mackenzie, if we looked at QBR and looked at just passing, because QBR heavily weights uh, running, which again I think is valid, right? Scrambles are a big deal these days. But passing, where's he rank? Lamar Jackson ranks fourteenth, uh, just as a passer. Yes. Okay. I mean, you know, it's pretty good. I mean, it's fine, but he's not just a passer. Kind of like Russell Wilson. He's it's, not it's just his best since his MVP year. Um, that is his best? Wow. Um, well, no, I agree, but that, but we're kind of saying, well, Josh Dobbs isn't just a passer. I mean, like in a weird way, when you all these guys that are bad passers usually can run. They can't run like Lamar. Let's admit that. But there's a reason we're getting six. When's the last time a total was or like what? Who's the last? Is there a team better than Seattle that's gotten six all year? Like, oh, no, think no, about, uh, no chance. Um, think about it. Who has gotten six? Mackenzie, do me a favor. Just do no. a database search, uh, you know, 2023 great, greater than or equal to six, uh, the line, and just, re- you know, you can read them to yourself and tell me who's gotten more than I mean, I guess since, Detroit, he, was, since he was getting six for like. A blink against San Fran before um, early in the week. That line was six for a little while. That's the only one I can think of. But that yeah, I mean, with the close is what. Yeah. You know. yeah, yeah. So I mean, I guess what I'm saying is this is this is the you talking about buying at the height of the market. Baltimore's at the height of the market, right? There's no way up from here. I mean, could they? I, no, I don't think there is a way up. I, I think Baltimore is like number one or two as far as best teams in the league right now. Okay, but they're being priced as that. Yeah. So what I'm saying is... I'm lower on Seattle than the market is, and it, clearly you are. They're going to win the division. Yeah, That's well, awesome. They, let's hope they to one. Um, Mackenzie, you got anything on that? Uh, yeah, I just pulled up all the teams that have been favored by six, and oh, Seahawks... It, it would be underdog by six. Right. That's what I meant. Okay. Uh, Seahawks seem like by far the best team on the board. I mean, take a look. I don't see any other team that's even close to them. Oh, these are teams that were. All right. So the Bear. Can you make it a little bigger, please? All right. Bears, Broncos, Browns, and the Browns were one time. And oh, what, that was the 49ers with a backup quarterback. Yeah. That, okay. Bucks, Cardinals, Colts, Commanders, Giants, Jets. All right. Packers, Panthers, Patriots, Raiders, Rams. All right, Rams are decent, but not as good. Texans, Titans, Vikings. Vikings are decent. And that was just, what, hosting San Francisco, right? right? Yeah, I mean, this is a rare fight. Opening day, too. Yeah. Vikings, Eagles. 
Yeah, good point. Uh, yeah, this, so this is rarefied. Oh, because it's one zero oh, and one. Okay, this is rarefied air, right? And to me, Seattle is the best team that's gotten six all year. I don't think yeah. Baltimore is the best team, right? So in the league, wouldn't that naturally it, follow? This has the potential at the end of the year. I'm not saying it's going to come mm-hmm. to pass. Where we, we we look at the end of the year and Seattle winds up winning 12 games, and we're like, can you believe Seattle's getting 12 against Baltimore? They're, they were getting six; they were better than Baltimore. I think Seattle might be better than Baltimore. To it's be possible. Honest. I mean, it's I'm possible. saying it's not likely, yes. but it's very possible. I mean, you this, really, is, this is another difference where I trust DVOA a lot more than you do. Well, apparently, you don't trust the stats when you don't agree with them. Right, I mean, you, you dismiss stats. You're saying, but look at the well, quarterback. I mean, like playing a playing a quarterback when they're hurt versus a quarterback well, when they're not hurt. Accounts, like, it does account for strength of the opponent. Sure. Yeah. But do you think DVOA says, oh, was Joe Burrow at 100% in this game? Well, if somehow we can start parsing that, that. I don't parse that hardly ever. So, yeah, no system can do that. They can tell you if the quarterback played or not. Yeah. Like most systems. And I do think it's a lot, it would be a lot more powerful to say, like, week two, Joe Burrow, who couldn't, like, move at all, you know, versus. Yeah, I agree. So, luckily, that's why we have the button. Yes. I've pressed it. And I would admit, I wouldn't do this at minus uh, at five and a half. And I wouldn't do this at 110. But this is an example. No VIG because we're betting amongst mm-hmm. ourselves. And at six, I think. I, plus six even money. I, yeah, I, I can't even see it going higher than this. And plus, let's be candid. What did we see in the Ravens? They just blew out. And then there is a Lamar stat. 16 and one against the NFC. Yeah, that is impressive. Yeah, because because it speaks to the idea. The Steelers do really well against him. It's if you're unfamiliar with him, he's hard yeah. to handle. The ATS is not good. He's 17 and one straight up against the NFC, but he's eight and 10 ATS. Ooh, I didn't know that. And I got even six. And even money? Got it. Next. Crossfire. This is McKenzie's three weight versus Fezzik's one weight. Chargers and the Jets. Something to die. All right. So whoever's got the higher one, go first. McKenzie, go for it. All right. uh, All right. I like the Chargers here. And I really like Justin Herbert to have a big game in this perspective. People often get on him for being the check down king, being a little bit too conservative. I think that's how you beat the Jets. We do one of these metrics called line of scrimmage EPA non-turnover. So the Jets are great at getting turnovers. I'll talk about that in a second. But if it wasn't for that, they'd be the 25th best team in the league. They'd be the 31st offense, 8th defense looking at non-turnover line of scrimmage EPA. Now, they force the most turnover-worthy passes in the league, or they're second right next to Jacksonville. And they've generally, as Salah said, embarrassed a lot of quarterbacks. I think conservatively... With the check down to Eckler, with the way he's been playing, he only had a 5.0. Uh, people always say it's like, a, like it's a bad thing. He had a, Justin Herbert had a 5.0 A dot in his last game. The lowest A dot against the Jets all season was 5.0 by Dak Prescott when he put up 30 points. I think Dink and Dunk works against the Jets. They want to get that big play. They're not going to be able to get it against this Chargers team. Steve Fezzik, respond. Yeah, so, Mackenzie, where does pregame have the Chargers rated uh, power rating-wise? We have them 14th. 14th, and so that, that would be like a half point better than an average team? Yes. Where do we have the Jets? We have the Jets, uh, minus 1.1 worse than an average team. Okay, and the game obviously is in L.A., so they have 1.6 different, and then we give the Chargers one for home field, and we almost get to th- – oh, wait, the game's in New York. Um, so if you see where I'm going, if they're 1.6 different in power ratings and the Jets are home, which is worth 1.6, I get to pick them. Well, if in that case, Fez, you should be like, because the market is now 
Chargers minus three and a half across the board. So this this has to be one of your favorite bets of the year then. Exactly, and it is. And that's why, like, and this is so rare, RJ gets up but busts my balls properly. So for, oh, you never go against the market. You never go against the line moves. Well, I'm doing it here. I'm taking a plus three, admittedly, just for a one weight when the market line is 3.4, actually 3.5. And I never do that because I, for the life of me, no matter what I did with these numbers, no matter what matchup edges there are, the Chargers are a slightly tiny bit better than an average team, and the Jets are just a slightly worse than an average team. I cannot get to the Chargers lane three and a half on the road traveling all the way across the country. So let's be clear about something. The three and a half, did it move in that direction, or that's what it is right now? It's it's moved in that direction. All right, because let's take a look at this. I mean, it is what it is right now, but when the lines what came time, out. When did it move, though? Like, when did it hit three and a half? Wednesday afternoon. Okay, but was it how many hours before the release of the Super Contest line? It was almost contemporaneous. All right, then. I, I accept then that's a mistake. Cornegate didn't see it coming. If it had come out two hours earlier, I think it's him predicting it's coming back. Yes. All right. Wow. Wow. So, Fez, just to be clear, I'm, I, I think you're too scared when you're getting the market number after a move, but I'm not sure about playing the bad number after the, after the I, move. I, I agree, but this is literally like it, it is blinking, and that's why it's a one weight instead mm-hmm. of my five weight. Um, and obviously— Uh-oh. Uh-oh. And obviously, the I mean, all the Chargers oh, do all the Chargers do is play close games. I, I just I I mean, with what? How are you possibly going to have to make the Chargers a top ten team and the Jets like number twenty two to justify this line? If there's anything you've taught me, Fez, it's that numbers matter. And if I can get <laughs> if I can get minus three on a game that's three and a half across the board. At no vig, at no vig. Let's I mean, RJ, it, you it'd be crazy for me not to do it. Let's right? see. I was going to jump in, but I don't want to power. Let's on see fast. if it closes three and a half. I, like, 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 I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take AJ. You're, you're a Herbert lover. I'm going to take you out, um, but I'm going to leave <laughs> Scott in. Scott, you've been in, you've been, you've been in New Zealand. That's off the coast of Australia. Uh, you haven't seen any lines all week long. Mm-hmm. The Chargers are at the Jets. What should the line be? What would you have expected it to have been? I would expect it to be Chargers two and a half. I would have said pick. I would have said, you know, the Chargers are just a little bit better than the Jets. You're are a home. little higher on the Jets than most. Yes. Because you're saying you think the Jets are like 15th or something? No, no. Um, I'm not, I don't, you know, it's weird. I think I'm lower. I don't know. People are sky high. Let me see where I am. Let me answer the question. Yes, I have the Jets tied for 15th, but I have them one point worse than an average team. So I am higher than the market. And explain real quick how you could be 15th, which is above average, and be one point less. What, what's happening is that there's been so many quarterback injuries that the average team right now is above average because there have been so many teams. The Vikings, as an example, the Vikings are four and a half points worse than an average team because they lost Kirk Cousins, and they were average. So if I averaged everyone's ratings, they started the year at zero, and now the average rating's like minus one. Yeah, so they, in theory, everyone in the whole league could be average. Right, meaning everyone could be exactly zero, or you can have one team that's plus twelve, and then a, the next best is minus three. The question is, it's not going to always be a normal distribution. It's just in theory, there's got to be as many points for and as many points as get against average in aggregate across the league. Yes, right. So it can be shaped a little differently. Yeah, and, and you know, I could and normalize you're it. You're saying there's a cluster of kind of semi-bad teams. Yeah, and just in general, there's more bad teams than good teams because of all the quarterback injuries, and I could normalize it. I probably shouldn't just take everybody up by half a point to get it back to an average of zero. Now, Fez, I got a depressing little news for you. If Talk you look me. at EPA, mm-hmm. 
the case could be made that the Jets are the fourth worst team. Really? All right. So remember, we were looking at Miami all up ahead. So check out where the Jets are. Mm. So it's way in the back. Which, which page? It's, it's the first page, right? First page. Uh, Jets, Jets, Jets. Oh. Yeah. So the Jets on on offense are saying. Offensive. Is, Offensively. Is, well, but yeah. then when you look at the slices, their defense, they have it slightly as average. Mm. Right? EPA-wise. Yeah, I'm not saying that's possible or even likely to be true. You know, what's interesting about this is the Jets are actually a better team in yards per play. The Jets are, are the same for and against, and the Chargers are negative. Yeah, so I wonder why the EPA... Mackenzie, yeah. can you just do a search at running backs don't matter? And uh, and let's figure this out. Like, where do you rank the Jets? I mean, like, is this more about you liking the Chargers or or, or disliking the Jets? I, I think I like... Well, I was asking Mackenzie. Okay. It's more about the matchup, where I think the Jets excel. I don't think the Chargers are going to give them those opportunities. Yeah, because Mackenzie's numbers agreed with me. that He had them, like, within 1.7 of each other wow. in power ratings. Okay. Yeah, we have the Jets the exact same. One point. I mean, the five-metric average is negative 1.1. You said they're one point worse than average. We're pretty close. You know, it's funny. I was just going into a big bag of popcorn, and Scott looks over, looks at the popcorn, looks down at my stomach, and looks back up. <laughs> what was that? Exactly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that was like a um, that that Andy Reid commercial. I wasn't right? judging. Like, can you explain that bundling again? <laughs> yeah. With those Let's nuggets. Let's do with those nuggies. <laughs> yeah. You know, Justin Herbert, not, not a good ATS record as a favorite. 17, 18, and 1. You could have stopped that as yeah. a not a good ATS record. Well, he's 13 and 8 as an underdog, but uh, as a favorite, 17, 18, and 1. Um, you going to pull up the EPA? McKenzie? Sure. Uh, which do you want to do a certain filter? The 96.4 we yeah, usually yeah, do? Yeah, do that. Do that. All right. Well, I have the 96.4 here. Which, what numbers do you let's, want? Let's, I mean, the offense got to be at the very bottom. All yeah, right, so the New York Jets are 31st offense by EPA per play, 96-4 filter. Okay, so what, what's their D? That's the question. If they're third or fourth. Yeah, their defense is only 10th. Yeah, see, so that's the question, Fez, is are they third or are they 10th? I think drives this. Yeah, I agree with that. Who's the worst Who's the worst offense in the Jets? You said they were 31? Yeah, that would be the New York Giants. <laughs> oh, oh, there you go. The city's so nice, they named it twice. <laughs> All right, so I love the way we're able to get down to what's the thesis and, and if you answer this question, you can decide who you like here. If you think the Jets are the third best D or so, Fez's pick makes sense. If you think that they're the 10th best D, then I think the Chargers make sense. I agree. I think I would take the market price here at three and a half with the Jets. <laughs> the irony is, the irony is I'm like, I never do this. So I have to have conviction here, you know. Or you're being erotic. <laughs> Not anti-erotic. Uh, Scott, you're two weight. Indy at Carolina. You've got a derivative here. Yeah, and I'm going. It's a, it's a familiar one. It's a familiar one. Going back to the well with the play that I gave out last week, which is the Carolina Panthers in the first quarter, once again getting plus a half of a point. They were tied 0 0 last week, which now makes them 6 and 1 against the first quarter spread. They are allowing the fourth fewest first quarter points in the NFL at 2.9 per game. Indy, meanwhile, allows six and a half points per first quarter. So I'm getting a half of a point with the better first quarter performing team in the Panthers at home. I will go back to the well with this six and one trend. Now, now this is strong, If you, uh, meaning the trend. I, I'm not handicapping the game, but mm -hmm. if you look at the quarter splits, and we talked about Arizona being so bad in the fourth. Well, let's look at the Panthers here. So this is a team that over the course of the game, the Panthers are um, – huh, they're not even – well, this is ATS margin. They're four 
Uh, so let's see. Let's look at the regular mark. Straight up wise for the game. 10.3. 10.3, yeah. Okay. So 10.3. Thank you. 10.3 they lose for the game. For the first quarter, they win by 1.0. Yeah. And then the second quarter, this is accumu- this accumulates now. So it's first and second, minus 3.1. Then it goes horrible in the second. In fact, the third quarter is the big problem. Minus 8 after the third and minus 10 after the game. So you want to fade Panthers in the third, play on them in the first. Not blindly, but if you like the game. So what's your thought? Is it anything but this, or are you playing this blind? No, I mean, I'm going to keep riding this until this lets me down. But again, it's just the numbers. The numbers add up. Like I mentioned, the Panthers are allowing under a field goal, the fourth fewest amount of points allowed in the first quarter this season, and the Colts allow almost a touchdown in the first quarter of games. And I'm getting a half a point. Okay, but the thing to think about here, the Colts in the first quarter are a minus one point. Mm Mm-hmm. And then in the se- for the second quarter, plot, you know, so the first and second, they're minus three, minus three, minus three. So literally the second quarter is the bad one. They're pretty neutral. You know, minus one for a team as bad as them is, is about right. So I think this is mostly Carolina, right? Yes. This okay. is Carolina-based, yes. And there's nothing for the Colts that makes you not want to fade them. Right, you want. It's not like there's anything for the Colts that says, "Oh, they're good in the first quarter." Yeah, no. If I, if I saw that the Colts were only allowing three points or four points in the first quarter, I'd be like, "Yeah." But the fact that they're allowing almost a touchdown per game in the first quarter makes me like this even more. And oh, sorry. No, you go ahead. Just like last week, I think there there's even added advantage now with the new offense that Carolina's put in. And well, maybe, but last week didn't look all that good, did it? It looked good in the first quarter. Uh, oh, that's interesting. So they. Uh, it, well, I thought it was nothing, nothing. How's the offense looking good? They covered him last, first. Well, quarter. I understand, but it's not the <laughs> offense. Right. Uh, but I'm just saying, in general, don't you think that a, a like a team that you haven't seen a bunch of film on? You would think so, but again, I had the over last week in that game, and I'm a that's little, true. little disgruntled. Uh, well, if you if you want an over, the Colts, it's a good it's a good game to be on the over because the Colts the last three weeks have given up 37, 39, and 38. For the third straight week, a team posted their season-high point total against the Colts. Uh, Their defense is broken right now, and that's P.J. Walker putting up 38 points. Derek Carr... Uh, well, first of all, we shouldn't say Derek Carr with a sneer. Well, Derek, Derek, Derek Carr this Carr season has like, been... No, I'm saying this season he's probably like 10th. There's not many good quarterbacks. What's he, what is he in our metric? Uh, because I, I, I'm pretty sure he's on my team, and I don't think he's in the top 10. He's 18th by our composite. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, if you it, right now, if you had to say we're drafting quarterbacks, I'm not sure Derek Carr goes much worse than 12. I, and I'm not saying he's excellent. I'm saying there's just not many good quarterbacks. It seems. Uh, I, I mean, especially with Cousins down. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I tend to agree. It, it just as someone who's got stock in Derek Carr this season, it's been disappointing. The um, if you look at the over under margin, so that's saying how many points does this team score more or less? Than expected. So this is all based on the total. Is the Colts are number one in exceeding expectation over eleven more points than expected per game. I think they play at a fast pace. So I think that's part of the reason they're they're higher scoring games. I don't know if we can check. Well, that. actually, it's uh, I can give you that too. But um, it's pretty split. They've scored about five point seven more points than expected, mm. and they've given up five point five more points than expected. But if you want to look at pace alone, they actually are 12 and a half drives per game. Average is 11. So they're about one and a half drives more per game. If you look per play, they have 67 and the average is 63. So about four more plays. So pace is a little bit of it. 
and efficiency too. And obviously, whatever's going on with with uh, the quarterback situation, and you know, obviously Richardson down for the year, it's leading to shootouts. Yeah, which, which you know, Minshew doesn't seem like a shootout guy to me, but he seems to get in a lot of shootouts. Minshew's oh, throwing is, down the field a lot a more than Richardson. Guy, yeah, did. except he doesn't. He has a P. I mean, he has a little BB gun, so I'm not sure he wants to get in shootouts. Yeah, but, but he likes to shoot. He likes to shoot it. <laughs> he likes to shoot his little gun. <laughs> <laughs> Fezzik says Minshew likes to shoot his little gun. I did. <laughs> we good? All right, next one. Your one weight. It is the uh, you've got a total on the Rams Packers game, thirty-eight and a half. All right, so we're looking at the game itself. We're going under, under in that game. And here's the rationale. And it's it's this is one of those trends that's so big and strong that it's the driver here, which is when McVay, the other team. When they decide to run or not run, right? Meaning that that the other team's running is a driver. It's a correlation to how fast the Rams play, and they tend to be in a situation where if the other team wants to slow things down, they're because let's be honest, McVay's been blamed a lot for having a lot of running plays on first down, even though that you know with Acres or whatever they weren't getting any yards in the past, and now they're not doing that well either. In college hoops, we call them pace takers mm-hmm. and pace makers. You're either a huh? team that adapts to someone else's pace and you play with them, or you decide what the tempo is going to be of the game. The Rams are pace takers. What do you call it when you eat too much barbecue and get a pacemaker in your in your chest? Happy. <laughs> <laughs> well, well deserved pain. So. If you look at this situation, it lends itself towards the under. And let's be candid. I don't think McVeigh or I'm sorry, I don't think Stafford's playing. I don't think so either. And and I'll be honest, Fez, if we believe he's not playing, I think we bet this now. I believe so. Lock in the under 38 and a half. Yeah, because I think if even though in theory this is pricing most of that, if not all of it in, whenever it's announced, you're gonna have the less attuned people going under. Yeah, I think now is the time to play it. And again, 38's a semi-key number, 37's key. We don't have another real key to 41. We're in that nice area. Mm-hmm. Under it is. Uh, on the game, you guys got anything? Nope. I would make the following case on the game. The Rams have been downgraded more since the Pittsburgh game. I mean, think about that. They were three-point favorites in the Pittsburgh game. All right? Now, obviously Stafford's an issue now, but last week he was healthy. And they got crushed by, I mean, Pittsburgh won, and then they, which was a coin flip kind of game, right, late. And then against Dallas, they get crushed. And now it's like the bloom is off the rose with the Rams. I saw them rank maybe 12th in different polls not that long ago. Now I'm seeing them in like 25. I have one question, Fez. Where do you have the Packers? Because I think you can make an argument the Packers are one of the worst teams in the league at this point. Yeah, but everyone's bad. So I got the Packers at 19th. And oh, wow. you probably would disagree with it, with Pittsburgh being 20th. But I don't think you disagree with things like Tampa Bay, Indianapolis, Washington, and the Giants all being worse. I think some of those teams are better than the Packers. Which one? Uh, Indianapolis is better than the Packers. Ooh. Pittsburgh's certainly better than the Packers. I agree with that. I think maybe the Giants are better than the Packers. Well, first off, Fez has a real bias. You ever notice when you get Pittsburgh up to 27-28, it's, it's like so quick you got to backtrack? Why don't you just say you're never making them worse than 23? I'm never going to make the Steelers worse than 23. <laughs> How can they be? They have a winning record every year. Uh, that's what <laughs> I'm saying. And, and, but you, you want to get them up to 30 so bad. You really do. Why is that? Because their stats suck. They're like the Patriots. 
Patriots. They're, they're, they have the same problem. It's like me. It's not just me. It's like all the stat geeks like like always got the Patriots wrong. We always get the, the Pittsburgh Steelers wrong. Where do you have the Jags? Jags are tenth. I think they're better than that. I think they're better than I thought they were. So who's nine and who's <laughs> San 11? Fran and Detroit are nine and eight. San Fran's nine. But who's eleven? Eleven's the Chargers. Okay, so, so you you have Detroit better than San Francisco now? Yes. Ooh, boy. Now that's counting what, what, what with the injuries. Yeah. Yeah. So what a point and a half or so with the injuries. Yeah. With um, you know, they 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 get back to full strength and Debo comes back. Yes. Where would they upgrade them a point and a half? Where where's San Fran then? Uh, then they're tied with Dallas for fifth. You don't upgrade that's, them. You don't Dallas upgrade they, them with the trade now. Getting Chase Young and oh, that defensive front. I don't think so. They made love to Dallas. And you're saying if they're fully healthy, they're an well, even team with Dallas. Well, we know that just the heads up doesn't dictate. Well, when the, well, the, yeah. when, when just so a month ago they played Dallas and they're laying three, right? Mm-hmm. All right, and then they play and then they lose three straight games. So and Dallas is styling. That's and a playing good point. Well. That's a good point. So you still think they're good? The San Francisco going to be minus three at home against Dallas? It was mm. three and a half. But okay. Yeah, it, that's a good point. Open three and close three and a half. Yeah. So let's say three and a half. Um, yeah, three and a half is. But let's think about this. Let's give them a one-point upgrade for the Dallas game. And then for the three losses, it's got to be, what, two and a half points. Exactly. Right? In aggregate, however you want to apportion it. Yeah. So, if anything, they are, have to be ranked lower now than they were entering the Dallas game. Okay. All right. So, here's my question on the 49ers. What happens if the season was flipped? If it was loss, loss, loss to start the season? and then Like they, to the same teams? Exactly. And then they win the other games in, let's say, the same order they won them, but just moved. What, they'd be like Minnesota. Yeah, we'd be talking more about, remember when Jacksonville like started winning at the end of the year last yeah. year? Like, and they never got very high at all in the Now, the fact the 49ers were so good last year, I yeah. think people would give them the benefit of the doubt to some degree. Well, but, the, but, but you know, the flip side, I could argue, the comp is the Bengals. Because remember, the Bengals started out terrible, and they're like, "We're right back." Like, hey, yeah, they're they're we're power rating them right where they were to start the season. But I agree that the market does that. I yeah. think the general discourse isn't that yes. right. So, but well, the, I think people were looking for a reason to doubt the 49ers coming into the season. People expected that Brock Purdy was going to, you know, turn was, into a pumpkin. There yeah. was uncertainty, but isn't there an equal amount of uncertainty now than we had entering the year? There's no way you could say Brock – now, listen, if we want to parse it and say he's throwing well, he just had interceptions, and his head was ringing, then okay. But other than that excuse, he he's disappo- – you'd have to say he's disappointed at this point. You know, that's, right? that's, that's interesting because if we looked at I, – I don't think so because I think if we looked at Purdy's numbers, like his over-unders and stuff, mm-hmm. I bet he's right on pace for that. I'm feeling like I'm, I'm slower to come off of San Francisco. Like I generally think they're still one of the four or five best teams. Mm-hmm. I would agree. I, when they get healthy. The loss, I, yeah. the loss to Cleveland was they missed a field goal at the end. They should have won that game. Yeah. And then, and then you know, Brock Purdy throws back-to-back interceptions on the final two drives against Minnesota. One of those drives turns into points. They win that game. Yeah, but when you're off a loss, that's a bad loss. I mean, yeah. again, when you're a touchdown favorite at and, and the Bengals game was bad. And again, that was at the Bengals. Here's my thing. What was the doubts entering the year? Purdy? And you're saying, Fez, I'm an optimist on Purdy. He's he's flat. Meaning you had doubts, you still have the same doubts. You're saying he hasn't been downgraded, he hasn't been upgraded, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where's he in our ranking? Um, he's 11th. So, RJ, with your fade of Brock Purdy at 10th, you are plus one. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
No, fade a Brock Purdy at 10th. What does that mean? I'm when we did the contest, you faded that he would be. Oh, well, then I'm looking pretty good. Well, again, it's back to the whole concussion thing. Is that the driver or isn't? Because, Mackenzie, you probably know better than me. Where was Brock Purdy in this ranking three weeks ago? He was like two or three. He was wasn't? way up yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's been hovering so, right between five and 10. So right now we got, this is the order. Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Tua, Jared Goff, Cousins, out. Herbert, emotional problems. Hurts, Prescott. Or as I say, Dakota Prescott. Doesn't he sound like a country club kid? Yeah. Yeah, Dakota. Lamar Jackson, Trevor Lawrence, who's not doing as well as I had hoped. Brock Purdy, Geno Smith. A lot of Geno Smith slander, as they say. Stafford, Baker Mayfield at 14th, Stroud at 15th. Russell Wilson, 16th with Burrow. Yeah. I got two of the top five. So, last thing. The 49ers, <laughs> what was the second big question? Their defense. Yeah. I would make the case unless um, a, a, a failed early draft choice is going to be salvation, the 49ers have underperformed on defense. I agree with that. Oh, I disagree. What? Yeah. I mean, they, they've allowed more than 17 points once this season. Like, if you hold teams to 17 and under, you're going to win almost every game in the end. So the last, three, the, the last three losses, how many points they give up? 17 in each one. Okay, so that's. Oh no, I'm no, I'm looking at what they scored. I'm wrong. Yeah, I apologize. Strike that. Reverse it. Right, yeah, so. but uh, they they allowed 19, 22, and 31. So the the Bengals one is the only one that's alarming to me. Yeah, and but again, they were supposed to be a top five D. Yeah, they've been on the road in EPA. 16, you know, 16, 12. Yeah, and then that's they, terrible compared to expectations. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll check my uh, no, my listen, stat. There's no, there's no. Listen, they have a new defensive coordinator, which isn't didn't change the system, but it is a new voice. So, and he put his own spin on it. He does zero blitzes with like eight seconds left in the half. So, I mean, I, I'm listen. They're, they're 16th in, de, in defensive DVOA, so yeah. you're right. I mean, I, I'll tell you this. They're corrected. fifth in points allowed. Yeah, so I, I think it's a valid. It would be nice if McKenzie just one time said something from the other side. It can't. Oh, he's like he's like a paid consultant or I something. I do all the time. What was my handicap with the Bills-Bengals? It was that it, the win for the Bengals was more about the 49ers downward trajectory than it was about the Bengals. But then what part of the team is on a downward trajectory? The defense or the offense? What do you Both. think? Okay. All right. That, he did say that. Let's accept that. Yep. Um, Fez, right now we got the NFC, right? Wouldn't you agree? If I could just have one team in the NFC's ticket, like I, we don't have the NFC anymore. I've just got a team. I'm not sure it wouldn't be the 49ers still. I mean, I don't think it's Philly for me. And I like the Lions, but are we, you know, is it getting too it, big of a number? It'd be know? Niners for me. Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I agree with that because so, yeah. I mean, they got to get healthy. So, as much as I think there's, I mean, remember though, you had the Niners historically high a couple weeks ago. So we're bringing them down a good bit, but it's still, they're still right there in the top five if they're healthy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I think it's both are true that he had him. I mean, would you say that they were maybe three teams in the last decade were that high early in the year as you had them? Yeah, right around there. Right, and yeah. now we've got them in the top five. So it's been a big drop, but it's still top five. So you can sleep well, Mackenzie. Thank you. Good stuff. Next game. Uh, only two games with no weights on them. The first one's Minnesota plus five at Atlanta. I mean. Jaron Hall against Taylor Heineke. The Falcons can't be five points. So Heineke's starting? Yes. Heineke's starting and Jaron Hall for the Minnesota Vikings. What's Atlanta saying the reason for that is? 
I don't think they said a reason. I think it's. it's I mean, the assumption was that it it was going to be Ritter after the game because they said they took him out because he got dinged and you know. But, but then he was cleared concu- to go back yeah, in. He wasn't concussed. And yeah. the, what are they saying? They they're saying the quarterback sucks. Put the other guy in. That's what they're saying. I think. I, I mean, it seems like Ritter was playing better mm. in the last couple games than he has the whole year. Can't trust Arthur the, Smith. T- the turnovers at the most important times. So Arthur Smith. Didn't say anything about beyond this game against the Vikings, so that's all he wanted to say is that it's this week against the Vikings. We're not talking about uh, this. Doesn't see, oh, go ahead. I, I don't have a play on this, but I certainly strongly and under because I think both of these teams should approach this. If we don't f it up, we'll, we we can win with our defense. So I think both offenses are going to be very conservative. Where do you have them power rated, like Falcons and, and Vikings, but uh, pre Cousins injury and post? Uh, before I had the Vikings an average team. Now I got them uh, four and a half points worse than the average. Okay. I downgrade them five points. And so what, do you, what do you have Atlanta? Atlanta, it doesn't matter who starts at quarter. Oh, I actually did. I upgraded them by a point for this game because I think that they'll get a bump. But I still am one point worse than an average team. Well, I, I, real quick, to me, the idea that, at least for this game, Dobbs is a different story. Cousins has to be worth at least seven to this backup. I have Cousins on second. I have um, I only have Cousins half a point better than average. That's probably a bad number. Yeah, that, that's, that's probably bad. And I had the, the backup four and a half worse, which is probably I think that's a fair. Cousins number. been outstanding. So, so I think yeah. I think you're right. I have him five, but I think the way Cousins is playing, it probably could even be six and a half. Yeah, I think six or six and a half. I think you're right. Yeah, with the Cousins yeah. six and a half in our rankings. He's tied for six. Okay, mm-hmm. so to me. I think this is bad strat- game theory, I guess, for Atlanta. What is Heineke? He's increasing the variance. He's, he's more of a gunslinger, right? Is If you're going to grind out an easy win that, hey, just don't screw it up, you want Ritter in there. But Ritter keeps dropping the ball. Uh, I mean, we, fumbles are—listen, and fumbles are something—listen, obviously he made a lapse of—if anything, you could— if you actually go in a database and say, show me a team that lost three fumbles in a game, mm. they have more fumble, or I'm sorry, less fumbles than an average team the next game. Because they're more careful. Yeah. The coaches scream at them to take care of the ball. Yeah. Exactly. So, I mean, Heineke, uh, he's got a grade of 80 in PFF, which would be 10th. Okay. I, I upgraded him a point All right. for this week. And this is, and this is like what, like 30 throws or something? Yeah. Heineke last right. year. Of the 41 who had at least 20% of snaps, graded 40th per PFF. Only only better than Zach Wilson. It felt like last year the the he became a pumpkin because remember he led him to the playoffs. He had the so he had a six the year point, before six point three turnover worthy play rate, which is almost a half a turnover higher than the next guy Zach Wilson. Tonight, let it be Heineke. So six point three versus five point eight. Yeah. Okay. All right. Last game, what's next? Well, I want to add oh, something on okay. the, the Vikings thing. I would look at uh, Jaron Hall's rushing prop. Um, if you can find it out there, I haven't seen it yet. But if you look at Jaron Hall rushing prop, when he was at BYU, kid ran a lot. Um, we're talking, But you don't really run against Atlanta. It's hard to run against Atlanta. But rookie quarterbacks tend to panic and use their legs and get themselves out of a situation. So uh, I think that, you know... The, I think we're going to see him use his legs when all else fails. So, so you like him over or him? Oh, okay, but you'd like rush attempts even more if they offered that, which they probably won't. Yeah, if you can find a Jaron Hall number, but I haven't been able to see yeah. it. because of the efficiency on Atlanta. Yeah. So remember, you get tackled a yard behind the line of scrimmage, 
it now it's interesting. It's the scorer's discretion. If it looks like a clear intended run, they'll say it's a lost yardage, even though a quarterback in theory would be sacked. But if it looks like a design run, if it's not a design run, it's a sack if it's behind the line. Right. It's a good point. Yeah. So it's interesting. So when you say, so what you're saying is it's a good defense in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. You've got a rookie quarterback, and we know rookie quarterbacks tend to run because they're confused a lot. They're going to bail yep. quicker. Okay. Last game. And by the way, Atlanta's 25th in DVOA defensively. Like, I think that the Atlanta's got a really good defense has been overblown somehow. I, I, I'm i not sure how good they are. Do we do we split the Aaron Schatz money, his endorsement money, or how does that work? I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> Bears plus eight and a half at the Saints. I mean, this is – I mean, this – I don't like anything here because it's like Saints are clearly the better team. But you don't want to lay eight and a half with yeah, the Saints. And, and, low, and, and Fields is, is is coming back, right? No. Very agent. No. Yeah. He's, really? He's got yeah. that thumb still all taped up. Oh. Well, then I – This well, is the teaser of the how, year. I mean, this you is – You think, God? I, I mean, I just think the Saints are going to – I have a high confidence the Saints are going to win, you know? So this this is the one I'm going to put the most on. I, I, I don't blame you. Derek Carr, ATS, 18 and 34 as a favorite. And Dennis Allen, we know, is the – by the way, that's the worst of any quarterback since Derek Carr has been in the league. Dennis Allen, the worst ATS coach in history, basically. So, uh, well, lucky you picked Derek Carr for your quarterbacks. Yeah, not ideal. Was that a second round pick? Third round pick. <laughs> was my, it really? Yeah, no man, Josh Allen and uh, and Justin Herbert. Four more weeks two. like last week, you'll be fine. Well, listen, I have Aaron Rodgers, Achilles, Kirk Cousins, Achilles. I'm starting oh, to be oh, really cursed. concerned about Jalen Hurts. <laughs> <laughs> At least Daniel Jones is good for you, though. Yeah, you got oh, Daniel Jones. Damn, yeah. a little little slam. Damn, I like that. These guys right. better watch out there, Achilles. All right. So we're going to recap, yep, and then we're on to next week, and uh, or on to the at least the Tuesday morning recap. So we're recapping our predictions, and then we're going to recap how the predictions did on Tuesday. Go ahead. Uh, my five weight is Kansas. Why are you going first? Because you told me to go ahead. Uh, but I was going to have you introduce the honorary Fez. Gotcha. Fez, Fez you go first. please recap your picks. Five-weight Washington plus three and a half. You better win this or you're not going first next week. Four-weight Giants. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm, I've started a winning streak last week, so I'm going for my two-game <laughs> winning streak. Four-weight Giants plus one and a half. Three-weight Dallas plus three. Two-weight Miami catching one and a half. And one-weight New York Jets plus only three on Monday Night Football. So who's next? RJ. Number five, like Fez, but independently, Washington. Four-weight, Houston. Three-weight, Dallas. Two-weight, over Raiders. And Scott and I have a little confrontation on that one in a slightly different bet that's his, and he'll talk about that. And then the one-weight, under Rams. And that over is, of course, for the game for both teams. Yeah, over 37 in the Raiders game, under 38.5 in the Rams game. Correct. Uh, my five weight is Kansas City minus one and a half. My four weight is Washington plus three and a half. Three weight, Baltimore minus six. Two weight is over 46 and a half in Dallas, Philly. And the one weight is Arizona's team total under 14 and a half. My five weight is going to be the Buffalo Bills catching two points at Cincinnati. My four weight, Cleveland laying eight at home against Arizona. My three is Washington along with everybody else. Catching three and a half at New England. My two is the Carolina Panthers in the first quarter plus a half a point. And my one is the Las Vegas Raiders team total under. Real quick, Fez, would you say um, 
that Carolina, they've had such a good first quarter. Would you say the market right now is accounting for that at all? I haven't even looked, but but so, uh, but no. The, 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 well, we don't. Let's take a, Let's see what the line is. So plus line, a half point. Yeah. All right, and what's the VIG? Uh, minus 140. All right, and what's the game total? Minus or, two and a half, or Carolina plus two and a half. Yeah, that's properly priced. <coughs> for, for that, That's just normally priced. McKenzie. Five weight, Dallas Cowboys. Four weight, the Buffalo Bills. Three weight, the L.A. Chargers laying only three points. Uh, only three, and that goes against Faz. <laughs> All right, we good? We good. All right, next week, guys. Right. Oh, Faz, you got to take us out. Hey. Hey. Be careful out there. That's true.